this. We'll get this intro thing down eventually. <laughs> what is up, everybody? How you guys doing? Welcome to the Two Perception Show. I'm sick, as you can probably immediately tell by my voice. So I uh, apologize in advance, because this might be a little bit awkward trying to run this when I have to. I, actually, it's okay. I came prepared. That shuts off my mic and my camera. <laughs> In case I have to blow my nose or whatever, which is probably going to happen at least several times throughout this show. So I'm just starting with that. Bear with me here. I went out on vacation. And it's a recurring theme that when I leave my house, it can track every sickness known to man. <sighs> and I don't know what this is down here. <laughs> on a... Uh, on Nell. Uh, I mean... <laughs> He's a reindeer? At least he waited until after Thanksgiving? Question mm -hmm. mark. <laughs> it lights up. Oh yeah, they flash and everything. <sighs> it's not even December yet. <laughs> what are you doing? I'm getting ready. I mean, you appear to be wholly and completely ready. I think if that's your wait, goal... Wait, wait. Those green ones... The green screen is active and is deleting them. Oh yeah, you are holding a portal <laughs> to the point there. That's uh... a. <laughs> because the, dog. the the thing, I guess I should have probably had this talk with all of you guys here in the party at some point, because the thing that I pull my face cam from now that we're using this uh, Zoom meeting software, is the same thing I pull all of you. It's literally just split into pieces and putting its uh its overlay. So the green screen filter does in fact also apply to your scenes, which no one has ever decided to wear a green screen green shirt to Pathfinder Mondays. I had a so, green shirt a while back and I decided to change it because I of it. I keep everything very uniform except for these. But this is this is the first time that it's actually, I think, come up as the portal to the abyss that is currently referenced. Oh, no, the, uh, the ears actually get it. Because if you look at them on stream, the inside of the ears are black. Anyway, welcome back to our War for the Crown playthrough. Last week, before Thanksgiving, what actually feels like it was a year ago, <laughs> and I guess like 20 hours of transit and being sick for an entire week will do that to you, it does not feel like we played a week ago. But last Monday, we finished up the Tanner Jew Jubilee with a hunt. A traditional Marat festival sporting hunt of some peasants that we just basically turned loose in the woods, gave an hour head start, and then hunted down. Okay, that Marat does what they do. We've established that already with the halfling chariot races and whatnot. This isn't really news anymore. But what was more interesting was what else it turns out runs the forests not terribly far from Lothidar, only a couple miles out. The Iron Lash, as the locals referred to it, a humongous and incredibly angry manticore found your quarry right before you did. It's really convenient you showed up at exactly the time that you did, because that Mophis, his name was, couldn't possibly have had a whole lot of time left in his life. About six Had you seconds, not I think. showed up to interview, yeah, maybe I'll give it <laughs> one a, more like, round. <laughs> ten seconds is a pretty conservative estimate, but you face this manticore, and regardless of 
its ability to fly and you not having really a whole lot of things to say about that outside of Dara and his crossbow and I think one splintered spear from Baylor managed to take it out of the sky and then out of action completely dragging a quite impressive kill back up to the end of the Tanager Jubilee where the festivities finished out with the masquerade ball, some drinking, some dancing, some card games. And at the end of the night, everyone heading back out to their guest houses to prepare to leave the following morning. So, we ended this uh, kind of a little quickly, uh, just trying to get through the last bit of that jubilee so that we could move on to other more glorious pastures this day. So if I rushed you guys to the point where there's anything else that you wanted to uh, do, like at the at the end of the Jubilee there, we can pick this up with everyone kind of filtering out of the Palace of Birdsong back to their carriages and back to their guest houses. So if you had any final things you wanted to say or to anyone present or to do, and I want to rush you out of character development in the well, interest of not being in the Tanner Jubilee for five entire sessions. Anori got no pay <clears throat> payment. Or remember, Anori being a bounty hunter wanted the payment, and well, he said he, was gonna, he said he, was he gonna, said there was no bounty, but he would have something for you before you departed. Yeah, that's yeah, nothing. That's, that, that's, that's that's coming, and nothing nothing okay. has has happened yet because I just wanted only... to make sure that the departing wasn't us. Like no, the leaving. departing is back to the guest houses. You're still okay. staying another night here. Good eye, though. And you're gonna be moving. The, you're gonna be departing the following morning. You're still. Uh, you're still all right. So, the end of your carriage. The group of you head back out the half mile of the outlying guest houses, and I imagine after the battle with the Manticore, uh, injured as the group of you are, you probably have a few healing spells you want to just blow through before you go to sleep for the night because I think Nell yeah. in particular doesn't feel super fantastic yeah. I'm a little hurt it was a pretty tank. impressive job managing to be a tank in the middle of what was mostly an open like plain uh, yeah, that, that is not my battleground the clearing is the word I'm trying to think of. Like, I'm, I'm like, I feel like my brain is moving in slow motion after having been sick for almost a whole week now. Uh, an empty, almost empty clearing in the middle of a forest, tanking it by simply standing in the middle of the forest and basically just banging on your shield to let everyone else hid behind trees or you, in Kane's case. <laughs> as long as so, I do my job. So if you want to roll out uh, whatever healing spells you have left. I have two left. So... One. I can oh. roll a thing. Because OBS is being little special here. Why are you not picking this up? And it's not another week of two perception without some kind of technical issue, is it? Uh, which is what I'm looking for. Uh, Do you want me to just roll them both as 2d8 plus 4 or just 1d8 and roll them separately? Second. I don't know why OBS isn't picking up. I mean, I'm just going to go on ahead and say I probably don't need to. Okay. This has never happened before, episode 5. <laughs> it's really just not an online campaign unless you have at least one technical issue every day. So she rolled a 2. Plus 4, so he gets healed out. Nell gets 6 health back. But I mean, Baylor and Dara are a little injured as well if they want some healing. Yeah, I, I, I don't need any. Probably fine, yeah. 
So let okay. me figure out real quick why this is happening. Is it just this scene? No, it's not captured at all. Why are you doing this thing? Don't worry, I didn't take any damage at all, so I'm fine. Perfectly yeah, fine. It's true, you did not. Right. I know this leap will fix me. If I... was OBS, and I wasn't going to capture this <laughs> for, like, no reason, what would the reason be? Because it's Monday. Well, it's actually, I think I know what it is. It's its a weird side effect of the two PC setup that's happened, I think, only two or three times now since I did it. It's just sometimes I just have to restart OBS for it to pick up the feed. So I think I'm just going to have to stop and start the stream again real fast. So that's incredibly obnoxious. But let me try one thing before I do that. Give me a brief moment. You guys entertain the viewers because I'm going to go fiddle with the plug real quick. All right. So, let's say, Nell, that's your job, right? Yep. Here <laughs> yeah. you go, Nell. Let's hear some jokes. <laughs> I got one for you, actually. Okay. <laughs> now, are we sure about this? There's a lot riding on this. PG. PG. <laughs> it is PG. PG 13. What's uh, what's Michael Jackson's pronouns? Now, see, I don't like where this is going. See, no, I got to be honest with you. I already know the I already know the answer, but I didn't want to say it. I mean, no, you can say the answer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I feel my intellect drop. <laughs> I feel slightly dumber now. Thanks. Like You're a baggage, so that's not good. No, it's not at all. I see Fulcrum got it. <laughs> of course. We ask ourselves the million dollar question, what happens if I unplug it and plug it back in? Man, I love technology. All right, it's good to go now. <laughs> that saves us a restart. That's cool. Sorry about that, sometimes ladies and gentlemen. That just oh, happens squid. sometimes. What? What's Michael Jackson's pronoun? No, don't no. do it again. They already heard it. No, already they heard it, it, but he didn't hear it. I don't he need, need to, hear to hear it. You can tell me later. So, anyway. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> you guys make it back to the uh, the guest house for the night. Heal up a little bit. Uh, what is there anything else? What, what healing spells do you have left, Kahina? I have two. I have two more, uh, or one more uh, cure light wounds. Because both Dara and Baylor are both a little injured. I believe both of them were struck by one spike from the Manticore. Uh, yeah. Which, if either of them would ask for healing, I'm gonna need you to slightly modify it. <laughs> so I'm that it's trying. ideally not I'm pointing directly into no, the I'm sun. No, I'm trying to make it stop. <laughs> I can't control the sun. Anyway, uh, would either of you ask uh, Kahina? Because it, it's clearly visible where you were struck by the spikes. I mean, at this point, uh, it would have stopped bleeding from the healing you received out in the field, but it would still be a decent uh, and clearly visible injury. So if either Kahina would take it upon herself to heal either one of you, or either of you asked, she's got one more Kirlia wounds before you sleep I'm tonight. pretty healthy, actually. I'm a strong, strong man. Dara's such a man. Dara has no hey. fear. What about you, Baylor? You're an old man. <laughs> <laughs> He just wants to go to sleep. I, I, I mean, I feel like it'd probably be better on Dara, but if Dara refuses to take it, I'm not going to say no. <laughs> Dara's is like, Dara's no one wants my love. <laughs> Dara's a soldier. Dara is not 
terribly slowed down by like Feel your husband. Like six points of help. <laughs> He's fine. He's just like, oh, I'm good. force it on him. Just walk up and slap my hand on his head. Be healed. Kahina, who are you healing? I'm gonna roll it. Oh, I'm gonna roll it for Dara. Against his wishes. Just walk up and be like, just, just be quiet. Just getting take it. Health back. Hey, just he take can make it. a will save if he really doesn't want it. <laughs> oh, man, I mean, you, you legally can. I guess this is because, again, uh, Brimbob's a new Pathfinder player. There are inherently will saves attached to spells, even friendly spells that you can take should you choose to. So if you really don't want something cast on you, you can make a will save to resist it. It's just generally assumed, and I'm sure you're not going to right now. I'm just letting you know if this should come up. The piecemeal teachings of how to play Pathfinder. It's generally assumed that you're just going to let beneficial spells happen. So we don't roll will saves. Now, on the other hand, if someone's casting a spell on you that's a friendly spell but actively detrimental to your fighting style, feel free to roll a will save. That's what I'm saying. Like, if it ever comes up to a situation where you, you really do want to resist a spell, you can. Uh, but we, it's just it's, it's handwaves. A lot of things in Pathfinder are just hand-waved like that because they either assume it's not going to matter or it would just slow things down more than it needs to be. But... You usually do always at least have an option to prevent something from happening. Because, like, technically, for instance, we have a slight <laughs> rules tangent, the teaching moment. If you really did not want Kahina to heal you, it's a touch spell. So you could make her roll an attack roll against your touch. <laughs> she could judo to, to actually try to just, like, dodge no, away from stop her hand. It. And I'm not saying it's not gonna happen yet. It's not gonna happen right now. But like this is this is stuff you could do. She does technically have to touch you, and then you could make a will save on top of that if you so chose. There's all you always have a saying, a say. These things are just hand waves. So don't feel like I'm forcing your character to do stuff. (laughs) If you actually don't want Dara to get healed. (laughs) Anyway, after some brief healing from Kahina, the five of you tuck in for the night. After the last evening of the Tanger Jubilee. And this night, Nell does not have terrible nightmares. I was actually ready to roll it. No, you're good. (laughs) You're good. The beds are comfortable, and the guest house is kept warm. You have a fine evening, and are awakened fairly early in the morning, actually, uh, before sunrise. A few hours before sunrise, even. By a knock on the door. All right, I guess I'll go get it then. <laughs> I'm, I'm a heavy sleeper. I'm not getting yeah, it. So Kahina, Kahina, probably the least drunk of the five people here, mm-hmm. uh, drags herself up from bed and heads down to the front door and answers it to one of the servants, one of the many servants from the Palace of Bird, uh, Birdsong, with a small cart trailing uh, behind him, a small metal cart, upon which is a few dishes of simple boiled eggs, toast, and a bottle of white wine. And he bows as you open the door. Well, I hope you have found the accommodations to your liking, ma'am, and the Count bids you a good morning. Here is your and your guests' breakfasts. Is there anything else you will be needing from us before you depart? Uh, 
I do not believe so. Uh, I, after we partake of breakfast and get uh, ready to depart, we will, of course, come and say our goodbyes to the Count and to any other guests before we That's go. That will not be necessary, but oh. I will send his regards. May you have a safe journey back. Please do. Thank you very much. And he, uh, as he says this, he wheels the cart uh, inside the door, bows, and turns and leaves. Okay. And I'll take the cart and wheel it in. Uh, and if there are pastries on there and tea, they will be gone before the others wake up. <laughs> because she will definitely sit right down that is she'll five people's in. worth of food <laughs> I she mean, won't eat it all Cal Lothian is aware that five people are staying in this guest house this is five people's worth of food this is like ten eggs probably a half a loaf pastries, of bread right? sliced and toasted I said, I said the pastries one fifth uh, of there's, every there's meal there. is still like, one person's food yeah there's there's no paste it's literally it's it's very simple compared to most of the fare for the jubilee so far it's literally a, like almost a dozen boiled eggs like probably half a loaf of bread sliced and toasted and white wine that's that's it oh, okay it's a very Anna simple sees no pastries flips the cart and walks back to <laughs> where's my i asked for cheese danishes what kind of continental breakfast is this so as the as the rest of you come to uh awake never stayed if, at this hotel again if not to the conversation at the door and the knocking then probably to the smell of food that has arrived downstairs uh you have time to partake in this light breakfast and prep your spells for the day if you are Baylor or an Ori or whatever get cleaned in the, the bathrooms whatever your morning rituals may be and at the end of I don't know let's say an hour and a half just to give the I, I figure it probably takes about an hour and a half at this party to get ready in the morning because morning because we got a solid hour just for spell preparation between two casters here and they have to have at least like a half hour to you know get mm -hmm. bathed and whatnot get some breakfast a half hour later is there anything else you guys want before you head out? Listen, Ori's gonna go and ask for his money. No, she trusts the man. She's not gonna go out of her way and demand it yet. He knows where we live. That's right. He doesn't yeah. right know where door, you live. There's a church of Abadar here. We have an account there. So you gather your things and head out of the guest house to where most of the other guests are outside of this small little uh, complex milling around saying their various goodbyes and whatnot as the carriages pull through. And as soon as you head, as soon, the actual instant that the group of you go to head out of the building, you are immediately approached by Dave Crab, who is just her usual self that is far more energetic and excited than me in my current infected state, but I will do my best. And she approaches the group of you just babbling a mile a minute as she'd been uh, clearly going around and having her parting words to everyone so far and spews out a few sentences just so quickly you can barely even understand what she's saying before she gets around to the focus of the conversation, making sure Kahina and her friends, and especially Nell, <laughs> are coming for tea in a week. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. We wouldn't miss it for the world. And she wouldn't have you miss it for the world. I'm gonna apologize again. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna try not 
or try to refrain somewhat on the voices because my throat the entire you want to have a voice by the end of the session messed up right now <laughs> yeah so i'm not i'm gonna be pulling it back a little bit on the voices this session unfortunately on account of the whatever the crap i got in idaho so with that uh she just uh, flits around a bit saying her long uh somewhat excessively drawn out farewells to each of you and again with, with kahina specifically much like you and now specifically very much interested in the fact that you seem to be interested in her daughter <laughs> make sure you're gonna be visiting within a week and suggests that uh for a welcome perhaps some roses or lilies might be good to ins uh, reignite Sepsinia's passions with a very obvious wink to Nell before heading back off to another group of assorted socialites off in the distance to continue her rounds. But nearly everyone outside of the actual Lothied family uh, from the guest list is here. Notably, Lady Martane at this point has already gone. Baroness Voinum has gone. Uh, Gusern isn't here either. And, of course, the guy who had left after the first day, the one that Kahina had recognized for her father's trial, is still he left after the first day, so he's not here. But everyone else is around saying their goodbyes. Uh, Baron Akara would also make sure to come over to you specifically and see you all off. But is there anyone else that you wanted to catch up with or say anything to before you head out to Stockies? On a grand adventure. Uh, who else is here? Is there anybody left? Is the uh, is uh, the yeah the crab the lady here, who was uh, watching Stockies for yeah, us? Honora. Honora. She's here. Her is here. I was gonna say if she's heading that way with us, ask if she wants to travel with us, and maybe we can pick her brain about some more stuff. And so you uh, you meet with her, and she look to your carriage. And just kind of shrug. I don't know what I'd do with my horse. I can't right rope it behind the carriage, but we'll meet you back in town and after the better part of a day. It's not too long of a journey back there. I would like to ask her, because if, I, if I'm remembering this right, it, it's been a few sessions, but her name was the one involving the tavern, right? Yes. I would like to ask her to come by sometime just to take some notes for my future plans. <laughs> and she'd laugh. Of course, I didn't think I was going to get away from this party, much less survive living in the same town without you having to come over for that. I look forward the, to it. The people will take a bit to come around, I think. But once they see you got your heads on straight, I'm sure you'll have your ducks in a row. They'll warm up to you. It just takes a minute. I do feel it'd be uh, unfair of me not to warn the group of you, though. They're going to come into this, you know, meeting you, their new tribunes, the heirs of cousins. Uh, I never actually got the exact relation you were to the, the late Lady Bettany, as she looks at Dara. But... Regardless, they're going to see you the same way I saw you at first, but they're not used to carousing with noble folk like I am. 
coming up to these kind of jubilees and meetings with the count. It's going to be a bit harder to win them over than it was me. It's going to be a little longer maybe for them to see past their prejudices. They ain't been treated Understood. too well in the past. I don't blame them for being hesitant. We're new. They don't know what to expect yet. Regardless, though, after talking to Ollie over these last couple days, you got me behind you. That'll help at least how it does. But I'll see you back in town. I'll probably take this carriage better part of a day to get back down to Stockies. I'll be there sooner. Riding a single horse lets me travel a bit faster. And, uh, Get it prepared as I can for your arrival. Thank you for everything, and we will see you later today, then. And she just gives off a quick salute. Says, I'll see you down south. Have a good journey. And with that, turns and heads out towards a, the small stable on the backside of the guest houses and towards her horse to get to ride out. Nearly immediately. She's got stuff to do. As do you. So with that, is there anything else before we had to get in the carriage and head out? How are we getting the manticore back? Well, currently you don't have the manticore. The manticore is in the Palace of Birdsong. So, are we going to ask for our manticore back? The only thing that I would want from it is the tail spikes. Yeah, but the, the servants or whatever like cleaning it up and whatnot, so we'll probably come back. If we're getting a reward for killing it, they can yeah. do what they want with it. They could eat it for all I care. <laughs> I just... <laughs> that's a lot of magic components to leave with Bartleby. I mean, That's a lot of magic components to leave with Bartleby. Well, I'm hoping we're not going to get in a fight with him, but like the next time we see him. <laughs> that seems a bit soon. I know, still. That's a lot he could harvest. I mean, he seems like a pretty honorable man, as long as we don't do anything like excessively stupid. We're only... talking to three specific people here who are going to do some very <laughs> stupid things. <laughs> The only spells I know of that would take pieces of manticores are spells that would turn you into one. <laughs> that would be useful. Yeah, that doesn't really... I mean, he is a magus, but that doesn't exactly seem Bartleby's speed. Okay. Doesn't strike I, I don't me think as he's going to be casting Beast Shape 3 or, or whatever. He doesn't strike me as the transforming into a manticore kind of person. Okay. To me. Alright. Just but as saying. You all, as you all get into the carriage and start to head out, the final wave do those last couple still making their way out of the uh, out of the guest houses. Another carriage rides up to the guest house, uh, arriving at and clearly emblazoned along the side with the crest of the Lothied family. It opens up and out steps. Your boy, Titus. Uh, of course. Uh, wearing much uh, the same green uh, hunting jacket he'd had on the day before. Uh, during the hunt. He put it back on as he steps out. Uh, and almost on the same hunting gear. 
even with his smile on his face and his arms wide. And says, tell me that the new Bandiers weren't getting ready to leave already. It's been such a pleasure. <laughs> oh, well, thank you, Master Titus. We really uh, enjoyed meeting you as well. But unfortunately, we, we need to go and see Stockies. We haven't even seen our new home yet. And uh, Lady Nora is, um, is, is already uh, taken off in front of us to get everything ready. And he does a really deep bow with one arm extended all the way out. A very formal kind of bow. And stays down there for a few seconds before responding or doing anything. So long enough to be a little... Almost kind of uncomfortable. Exaggerated. Just yeah, exaggerated. Stands Still mm -hmm. smiling. And uh, steps back away from the carriage and gestures towards it as a pair of servants haul out a massive, uh, what appears to be almost pentagonal, wooden, polished frame with a few holes. Uh, circular like slots or notches spaced across the back side of it about two thirds of the way up and they seem to be struggling to carry this thing it's about probably a good three four feet across in any direction it's pretty large uh, they're having a fairly difficult time getting out of the carriage but Titus makes no move to help them at all of course not uh, just stands there still smiling at you as they come out now, once they finally make their way out of the carriage, still holding this strange wooden pentagon towards you, Titus continues, Believe my uh, cousin had promised you a reward for your glorious defeat of the Iron Lash down the Bracken Deeps. Now, behold, he says that the servants shuffle their entire position around to turn this around and, have, and reveal the manticore's head mounted on the other side of this massive frame, its mouth open as if in a roar. And decapitated like this, it admittedly looks far less impressive. Because, I mean, a manticore is basically just a lion with a scorpion's tail stapled onto it and some wings. So it kind of just looks like a really big lion head. But, uh, regardless, you know what it is. You know what it's from. And there is a polite round of applause and some guests from the, the few guests that had not made their way uh, out from the guest houses yet, as this is revealed. And Titus says, It is yours, brave heroes and new neighbors, for you to remember your conquest of this beast. Now, don't take this the wrong way. I understand we didn't get off on uh, necessarily the best foot. And don't make any mistake, but Bartleby was more than sure to point that out to me. But truly, I, he, and all the citizens of Marat County appreciate the effort the group of you put into slaying this beast that have been quite the... I had something for this. Thorn in our sides. That's what it was. <laughs> and his grin just gets even bigger. Yes, it did put quite a few in mine as well. You never heard the story of why the beast was named, did you? 
but I'm sure you experienced it yourself, slaying the thing. Uh, we noticed as the taxidermist arrived for a very late night call that many of his tail spikes were vacant. And with the beast now dead, they weren't I, I, regrowing, apparently. I don't know. I'm not a beast master myself. But he seemed to have flung more than a few of them in your direction, which you came back surprisingly unharmed. I must admit, I'm always impressed by a good bout of magic, even ones we don't get to see directly. Well, magic and a lot of armor, right now? Yes. If Maybe it wasn't for... Yes, if it wasn't for my companions, it certainly would have taken care of me. That's for sure. I just wanted to present this to the group of you personally. Clear the air! So as it is. Make sure that you understand that no one could be more impressed by a good hunt such as this than I. Really, truly a good show. Well done. Well, that's awfully big of you, Titus. And then Winoy's going to reach out and give him a very stiff handshake. And he will uh, take it and not breaking your gaze. Return this handshake in turn. Is there something between unfriendly and neutral? Some, something right in there that I, <laughs> that I can be with you? Sexual tension? Oh, 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 down goes Fraser. Um, down goes Fraser. Uh, Fred, I love you so much. You are fascinated him. And on that note. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Forget the Dara Kahina slash. It's all Mel Titus now. Anyway. Can, can it, Dara have said that? That would have been even better. I don't think that cover, that part of the conversation happened in character, but regardless, <laughs> Titus will, uh, have his handshake, turn to the rest of you, grin, still in place, and say, I just wanted to take the opportunity to wish you the best of luck turning stockies around. If you got the support of the Count behind you, I'm sure you'll make him proud. Thank you so much, Titus. Once we have the brewery started, we do hope that you and Count Bartleby will come and give us, uh, come and visit and let us return the uh, favor of hospitality. Oh, a brewery you're going to be forming. Fantastic. You've got the hearts of the common people at the front of your minds. You're going to do great here. Well, there's more to it than that. You'll have to wait until it's finished, but I certainly do hope you come by. There will certainly be stuff for you. Oh, make no mistake. I do very much look forward to seeing what you do with the place. But I'm afraid I have things to do myself, and I must take my leave. Enjoy your trophy. Mount it proudly. You have to enjoy these victories when they come around. Can I carry that for the servants? They look like they're struggling. Uh, you? 18 strength man? Probably, yes. You can just pick up the manticore <laughs> and carry it. It's, uh... it's not easy by any means. It's cumbersome, no, it's, but they look like I they're mean, having a lot of trouble. It is still fairly heavy, but it's not that heavy. Just the thing's head's probably like a, mounted on that on the, the backing. It's got to be a pretty sturdy 
frame for the trophy. How is this in the carriage? Is big thing. It's going on top. There's a <laughs> yeah. carriage rack on the back. Okay. Yeah, there's probably a way. It wouldn't be that difficult. I'm sure there's a way to mount it on the carriage. We can find a way to, somewhere to, to haul large in. things. On top of the back, there's going to be some sort of racks you can mount it on or tie it to. But uh, the thing's probably only a little over 100 pounds total. It's not that heavy. It's just a thing's head. But it's very I mean, large we drug the thing all the way back, so... It's, very, it's, like a, it's like moving a couch. It's not that it's necessarily that heavy. <laughs> it's just really big and yeah. awkward is mainly the difficulty. Also, the servants are probably strength 10 in a good day, so they may be having a, a difficult time with it. But with that... You could have made the rest of it into a couch. <laughs> you could have. Titus big bows again, and with a motion... Gets his uh, servants back in the carriage, gets back in, and wheels it around out and back to the Palace of Birdsong. And that, I suppose, is time for you as well to take your leave and to head back out into Marat as a whole. Make your way down to Stockies. It's been a, a minute, an interesting few days in Marat where you haven't actually had an opportunity to get to see your new town yet. But we're going to head down... Let me grab the map real quick so we can check where we're going here. So Marat's pretty big. We've, we've looked at this a couple of times. And even looking at this map, the Palace of Birdsong and the Betany Estate are only about nine miles apart. But that's not where you're taking the carriage. It's you're taking the carriage two miles this way and then seven miles that way and then four miles this way and then around across this thing here. It's, it's a decent distance, and you don't ride in a carriage because it's fast. <laughs> you ride in a carriage because it's fancy. And it's going to take you almost the entire day to get there. And you would also, I'll go ahead and show you these, because you would know where these are as well. Oh, not that one. That's the Betany Estate. That's just the Betany Estate, but without an icon for some reason. There's Stockies. Oh, I thought I revealed the names on all these. Oh, well, I can do this. I go. The Stockies is here. It is a bit closer than the actual estate itself. So you're going to be passing through that on the way up to get to your new palace. But I'm not kidding. This is your entire day. You're leaving in the morning, probably right around or right after sun sunrise, and you're going to reach Stockies around sundown. Traveling around Marat is going to take you a lot of time. And you're gonna have to plan out what you want to do with your time. So let me give you another couple things on here on the map that you would have known from uh, either maps that you would have access to that certainly uh, Lady Martella would have let you left you with, or from Crab absolutely refusing to take any, any possible chance that there is a way that you would not be at her house. <laughs> in a week to get tea. Here is the crab estate. That's pretty far. That's gonna take you uh, a little while to get there. And her tribute town of Moost. Very, very far out to the west. Now there's a second problem here that you would have uh, overheard of or been informed of probably by Baron O'Kara or would notice when you get close to Stockies in your estate. There's a bridge that goes across all this uh, swampy mess here right out to the west of Stockies that connects the two halves of Murat County. That bridge is ruined. It wasn't upkept. It collapsed. The Count never bothered to repair the thing. 
So somewhere down about here, there's a ruined bridge that means your carriage and even horses really can't take that path. So if you want to go to Moost to visit Lady Crab or Dame Crab, you have to go all the way around. This takes, let me see, it is 55 miles. It's like three days. That is almost four days in a carriage just to get to Moost. I just want to give you guys some perspective on how you're going to need to kind of be thinking things out and planning ahead here. Is it possible? Well, no, it's not fashionable, but possible. We have cat. Where's the where's the uh, Abadar? Where's where's our money? Where can we? Or we got the little sacks, didn't we? Can't we just? That is. You have the little sacks, yeah. Okay. You have access to all your things. We should look into buying horses. Just straight horses, because horses can travel faster than carriages. Now, lady, they travel much faster than carriages. Uh, lady Martella gave you this like carriage it. and wanted you to take it to the Palace of Birdsong for the purpose of making an impression. Uh, you didn't want to yeah. arrive be your first time in Marat. This group of nobles riding on a horse, just on horseback. That's embarrassing. You gotta mm -hmm. you don't want them to think of you as peasants because you've kind of seen how they think of peasants already. There well, no. is definitely nothing stopping you from riding horses around now. And yeah, we could, much, and even to the point where we could have an extra horse and just put, like, uh, things on it, use it as, like, a pack, almost like a pack mule type thing. So if we wanted to take Dame Crab on Subsidia presents, extra clothes, you know, to keep up the appearance of nobles, we could do that, and still horses would be faster than carriage. Yeah, I mean, easily sure. you can have saddlebags on a horse. You, a horse can already carry plenty. Mm -hmm. and if there's five of you on five horses, that can carry as much as a carriage can, unless you're trying to haul something large like this manticore's head or something like that. But while you're I thinking about it. that, let me give you a couple more places on this map here. Uh, Baroness Voinum is more or less off the road from where a crab is, and Voinaris itself, her tribune town, is on this same little offspur near the Voidwood. So that's if, if you want to go visit her, that's also going to be a fairly long journey. Those are the three main settlements that make up the northern end of Murat County. Uh, on the south, of course, there being, well, Stockies, what that is. And as Baron O'Kara said, he is your closest neighbor. Mm -hmm. And the O'Kara Citadel, as well as his Tribune city of Pensaris, are really close by, actually. Uh, just right out to the east. You are much, much closer to Baron O'Kara than anybody else. So it is worth keeping that in mind, and probably pretty good that Baron O'Kara was the first guy you made good friends with and uh, got up to helpful. Now, the county is further divided into four baronies. That's just kind of like the tier of, of, uh, of lands. Baron O'Kara, his area is, includes Stockies. You actually live in O'Kara's barony. So he is actually your direct ruler with Count Lothied above him. And uh, you, as heirs to the Batany estate and tribunes of Stockies, you just oversee a small village. Baroness Voinum has the vast majority of the northern area with her domain encompassing both Voinaris and Moost out to the west. 
Of course, there is the now kind of ironically named Stavian Barony, which is what Count Lothied himself is directly in charge of, as and this is what you're, you know, trying to reclaim and all. That is pretty much everything north of the Apara Highway and east of Lake Stavian, uh, from Luckland Lake upwards. And finally, the one more that encompasses the southwestern area is the Talus Barony, which is one that you would have seen on maps, but not heard mentioned or talked about at all. It would, uh, that would just be basic knowledge you would have had, either, again, from the maps that you have or from talking to uh, Lady Lothi before you made up your way up here. Now, also on your maps are a couple... There is one other location... that hasn't really been spoken of at all, that, that you didn't meet any ruler from at all. And you never met Baron Tellus, uh, because he wasn't there. For whatever reason, Baron Tellus didn't make it up to the... I forgot the name. The Tanager Jubilee. But him and Jambus are the last of the major settlements marked on maps of Murat County. And with the bridge out very, 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 very far away from Stockies. <laughs> Didn't Baron O'Kara say he was sending us craftsmen and lumber to help us? He did. With yes. Some rebuilding. He, said he was going to. Assist. Hey, let's build a bridge. That's what I was thinking. Not a terrible idea, because uh, getting that bridge fixed will Opens allow you trade. to visit Jambus and Moost much faster. For reference, let me see what the numbers are on the table. Uh, Jambus is sixty-three miles. That goes down to 37 if you repair the bridge. <laughs> you are literally traveling twice as far because you are going from like 2 o'clock to 10 o'clock all the way around rather than just going yep. counterclockwise. It's 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 bad. It's a bad time. That that should that be a priority. So any questions about the map here? Not really. Okay. Well, my question is, how long does it take to repair a bridge? Probably a significant amount of time and a fairly decent amount of labor. One second. Panic button. <laughs> we all have okay. followers. Can't we just pull all of our followers together and have them come and... They're in Taldor. They're Apologies again, I'm sick, life happens. So. We could possibly pick up other followers here, but we don't have them yet. Well, good news, friends. Uh, your followers from the Persona system definitely represent people that you believe in or believe in you enough to meet you in Stockies. Oh! Okay. So when you arrive there... After the two days of the Tanger Jubilee, that evening around sundown, your followers will be there. And in fact, it will be a new persona phase. So you have the opportunity to send them out to do new tasks or to try to raise your own uh, facet ranks, whatever it is you choose to do with them. But first, first, we have to arrive in Stockies. And like I said, you get there a little after sundown, after riding over the small river and around the lake in the area. There, the f I'm sorry? There was one thing I wanted to do on the ride. Okay. 
We have an entire day, so. Yeah, I, I wanted to ask Dara to let me see all the legal paperwork that, uh... Martella. Yeah, Martella and the princess had given us. Okay, and I just want to kind of study it. So, like, if it ever comes up that it has to be defended, I know it well enough to not have to, like, pull it out and start reading it to tell people about it. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, you you want to familiarize yourself. And you did have, uh, you would have already done that. And you could, you could definitely refresh yourself. But remember, you had a, I believe it was five-day journey to Marat County in the first place. Over which you had almost literally nothing to do but sit in a carriage, read, and look over all these documents. So I also have this spell. Oh, but now we're prepared. We have magic. What kind of magic do we have? Skim! I'm not familiar with this one. I was to read written material in a quarter of the time. Oh, it's a Superman reading. That's kind of cool. <laughs> oh, boy. Where do you find this stuff, man? The... I am I... wizard. This is what I do. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's, it's real. I'm wizard really happy Manchop decided to finally just play a wizard with his actual encyclopedic knowledge of everything. In Every campaign Pathfinder. we have played, we had someone else playing a wizard, so I stepped aside and let them do it. <laughs> yeah, this is, this is pretty good. So this... Uh, this definitely is not difficult enough to understand. It requires any sort of a skill check. So yeah, basically you can refresh what you already used for four or so days of studying. You can refresh yourself on in the one day, oh, the one afternoon journey from the Palace of Birdsong guest houses back down to Stockings. So, as you arrive that evening, as the sun is already setting, you come around and across this bridge to see... What I guess is technically a town. <laughs> that's, that's. I was about... actually going to ask how big it is because we might have doubled the population with just our followers. Well, let's see. You've each got what? How many followers do you guys have? Two each still, or did some of you go up? I have a lot. I've got four. He has four. Bellor has eight, and Ori has eight. Dara has four, and Kahina has four. You. Yeah. The five of you and your followers increase the population of Stockies by about 50%. It okay. is, uh, it is very, very small. Uh, what appears to be a truly neglected, tiny, little farming community simply exists on the edge of a lake and the edge of this forest here. There are maybe about 12 13 buildings total that make up the entire little hamlet that is stockies most of them beyond dilapidated uh, the houses are run down the, the roofs patched with hay and peat as best as the peasants could manage uh, in some cases various uh, legs of the houses having begun to sink into the edge of the mire near this lake, having been propped up with actual piles of stones or just boards <laughs> stuck underneath the corners of entire little shacks, trying to keep the place intact and above ground. Riding your carriage through the town is 
difficult. As the road, once it forks off of the main highway and turns west towards Stockies and the bridge, quickly gives way to just a trail. Uh, almost kind of just a dirt and muddy path, and not even a level one at that. One that just winds almost arbitrarily around the edge of this lake and through Stockies. Small bits of cobblestone and flagstones uh, along the sides imply that once this was a paved road, maybe many years ago, that just had absolutely no maintenance or no repairs over what could possibly have been decades. The whole hamlet is organized around a small village square, which is pretty much empty, uh, with one of the farms, with a, with a few sheep out back having a small stand out in front just kind of facing that main square. The only notable feature in the town center is a pillory. Kind of an appropriate grim facade for how rundown Stockies truly appears to be. It's not good. Is they, it uh, is it equivalent to like the Narrows where Nora usually works in Apara? No, because the Narrows, while the poorer end of Apara, is a very busy area. A lot of people live there, and it's yeah. it's incredibly packed. It's very that's like Detroit. It's it's super dense. And just super high crime and really high poverty. But still, due to the just the fact that it's in Opara and there's so many people jammed in there, it is generally in a better state than what most of Stockies looks like. This is more like once upon a time, twenty peasants set up a farm. And this is them fifty years later. <laughs> That's that's about where Stockies is at. Okay. They just need an injection of, of good, tender love and care. Yeah. And a lot as you of money. ride and drink. Yeah. As you ride through the town, uh, you would see the sign for uh, Pison's Tavern as you rode past. But otherwise, it literally just looks like houses. There's no storefronts. There's no resources. There's, there's nothing. Just homes and, and even the tavern, even Anora's Wolf's Head Tavern, just looks like her house. <laughs> but they honestly just use the living room as a tavern. She just has the biggest shack in the circle of shacks. Grab a couple extra stools and you're good. Yeah, pretty mm -hmm. much. So, you pass a question. Through to what's up? Since we're going to be overseeing this village, um,. Do we control any aspects of it, or is that all Baron O'Kara? We'll get to that. Okay. You, you, all you know is you're the tributes of Stockies, and you have, uh, you would have actually, I guess from some Martellus documents, what all that means. You are, by all aspects, the official rulers of Stockies. Uh, you know, the barony itself and Pensaris is Baron O'Kara's land and his area, but you have full control of Stockies. While Baron O'Kara, I mean, could show up and tell you to do something because you're in his barony and he's basically your direct superior, you control the town. So you are literally the law here. We exist so he doesn't have to come and tell anyone exactly. to do something. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Uh, your powers 
extend as far as you can, like, sentence people to be executed in stockies. You own stockies. Okay. Like, all these peasants' dumb little lives are yours. Which I definitely have a plan, then. May help you mm -hmm. understand why Honora was so concerned at first that a bunch of no-name nobles are coming in from somewhere completely different to step in and take over her job. As you ride through a couple of the, the commoners are out and about, uh, it's sundown, so most of them at this point have retired. But you draw a few gazes and a few open doors as the commoners gather around just to watch. Nobody looks amused. You got a couple, like, shaking heads, some people scoffing and turning and just closing the door behind him, behind him. Just the fact that you come riding a carriage through stockies and, well, they apparently know that their new tribune is arriving. Nobody's impressed. There are a couple of small children that are like, Whoa, a carriage! But otherwise, <laughs> none of the adults are impressed. You ride through, and a little ways further down the road, it's about a mile-ish. Let me uh, check that. It's about a mile-ish. Oh, wow, it's actually like almost three miles out of Stockies is the actual Fatney estate. Both literally, geographically, and very much... Uh, how it would seem financially separated from Stockies itself. You turn the corner and the road becomes repaved again. Uh, the cobblestones start to reappear and the road up to the Bettany estate still seems to be in fairly good condition. And as you ride up a hill alongside the forest, you see atop this low hill what appears to be a very fine, if somewhat faded estate. There are brambles and thick undergrowth crowding up through the gardens and ivy crawling its way up the two-story marble facades of this building. The windows are all shuttered and the main doorway barred and gripped by a great iron padlock. But it all seems to be in decently good condition structurally. The house is still fairly intact. And there's a tower, clearly much older than the main building itself rising up from the side of this structure. Welcome, my friends. Your new home. The key to the padlock in the front gate was included among the documents that Martel left with you, so you do already have access to this building, but let's jump over here and take a look. Let me, I don't know why dynamic lighting's turned on in this by default. We certainly don't need that. Uh, or fog of war even. Just just see everything. Don't need that either. There you go. This is your house. This doesn't need to be hidden. Just you go wherever. Just, you can just see it. This is where you live, my dudes. Alright. I guess I can leave that on. Because I feel like if I turn that on later it's gonna be a problem oh no no that still stands okay i'm uh, messing with the i haven't messed a whole lot with the fog of war on the advanced fog of war on roll 20 so i'm gonna play with it a little bit just to see how everything works okay yeah it actually okay even if you have full sight it still only clears out what your tokens actually see so let me just take your tokens real quick and drag you around in like dump truck style so that we can reveal the entire house but this is the batney estate this is the first floor. Up here. This is your second floor. 
It's quite a large place, actually. Oops, I can't select you on that monitor because that's not the GM monitor. There you go. Now I can give you most everything without having to turn off all the dynamic lighting and fog of war and stuff. Cool. Oh, I haven't used dynamic lighting in so long. I actually forgot. I can literally just reveal what the real 20 thing, huh? We stopped using fog of war when we got access to dynamic lighting because dynamic lighting is just so much better. But uh, since they came out with this advanced fog of war thing, oh yeah, I've got this little tool. The regular fog of war tool still works, so I can show you the basement too. There you go. It's like really weirdly close to the wall. There. Cool. So does that make the basement entrance this? Um, makes your basement entrance so these stairs over to your right, yes. And then you have two staircases that lead upstairs. Both the, I'll throw actually three. There are three spiral staircases that lead upstairs. One down to the bottom left, one up in the uh, the tower to the top right, and one near the center of the house mm -hmm. right here. Yeah. Get to notice, well, this is where you're living. It's pretty nice, really, all things considered. Mm -hmm. it, is, it is fantastically nice. And I give you this map, and I imagine they give you this map, really, so you can just set this up as you wish. It is already furnished. Everything that is there on the map is still present. And uh, as you look around here, there's fine features such as statues, busts, uh, frescoes, and paintings adorning nearly every room of this mansion. And all in fantastically good shape, actually. Uh, even after not having been lived in for, according to Piscom, a decade, the roofs don't leak, like the paint hasn't started peeling, uh, even the furniture that's been left in here is fairly dust-free. Icecom's well, taking good care of everything. It is in very good shape, actually. The outside, not so much fantastic, but that's just mostly because it's more or less overgrown. But here the you are. The tower continue further up? Uh, no, the tower up in the... I don't know why they go so far as to like call that out specifically, because it does not appear to know. Assuming that they gave me a map for a reason, which is that that this is the thing, it only ever has that that second floor. All right, like there's. So it probably only goes up to the second floor and then has more above it, just as a decoration. Yeah, I guess that's just like it's it's just tall. Like I'd imagine the it's second floor of that yeah. is like a sixty foot ceiling. So that you can see it from further away. Yeah, exactly. It's a feature. It's architecture. It's, <laughs> it's called fashion. Look it up. Hey, so I'm the wizard. I want to know if I can hang out in a tower. He wants a wizard's tower. <laughs> he wants a wizard's tower. Because of course you do. I mean, you well, always you can have one. the basement. You have a wizard tower. It just only has two actual floors is the problem. <laughs> but you've got a nice... Uh, I mean, it's really a very large place. And other than this one room up here in the top left of the second floor which is a, a bit of a mess all the rest of it like I, I will just tell you guys directly this isn't even like labeled or detailed room by room this is just your estate just to give you some nice perspective 
on uh, how you guys are going to be staying and like the kind of money that you guys are going to represent while you're around in Marat County. You are very much the nobility. This is a pretty big, pretty nice place. All right. Well, first piece of business. All knowledge we've gotten up to this point, I assume, is party-wide. Uh, I mean, if there's... About, like, the, the map and the town and... Oh, yeah, 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 of course. So, the first bit of business... Nell's gonna actually be serious for all of five seconds here. <laughs> that bridge and our town's population are two things that we need to address fairly quickly. Their houses are falling apart, and I, I don't want to think badly of Baron O'Kara, but I mean, they've just kind of let stockies fall apart. We've got to do something if we want the people to help us. Hey, so the thing we about can... wealth is not everybody has it. Exactly, which is why we need to see what we can do to help them so that, like Piscom says, if they're not behind us, then O'Kara won't be behind us. Maybe what we can do is if we fix the bridge and we deal with the roads and we ask the people what they need, like tell us what you need maybe we can start to help them with that and then we can go to these other if uh, Baron O'Kara is already saying let me send you things and help you to rebuild stockies if we rebuild this bridge that gets us faster to Dame Crab or gets us faster to the I what was the name of the other estate Voinum? Not Voinum the one that That's didn't show up on that side. Oh Talus Talus, and we and haven't Jamis even spoken to Talus yet, but if we're going to fix the bridge, maybe we can talk to him and be like, look, we are we are wanting to fix the road so that we can connect, you know, we can, and see. So you want to have like a, a town hall meeting? Is that what Not you're necessarily a town hall meeting, but I'm saying if we're going to go visit Dame Crab anyway, on the way back, Maybe we visit this barony that we didn't get to meet and let him know that we're trying to fix the road that connects the, connects our towns and see if he is willing to help. That's what I'm saying. If Baron O'Kara is willing to help, maybe by, you know, talking to Dame Crab, we'll get Voinum to help us and talking to this other Baron, we'll get him to help us too. And maybe we could get an influx of some money or at least some labor if they're willing to even just send people to help us build that had, that would be more important i had the idea that perhaps it would be worth paying or possibly providing incentive for skilled laborers to move in uh to work for us for the extended foreseeable future because there's quite a few things that we need done so if we were to have carpenters uh, blacksmiths the, the kind of skilled labor that we need to repair things move in and say maybe give them money for moving in to our our village mm -hmm. uh, a, a way of getting them here fairly quickly to help us with these repairs it, it will be much faster if the people we need are here when we need them. And where are we, moving, where are we getting this money to move in carpenter stalwart? I will personally back it. 
Yeah, I I don't see why not. We have money that Martella gave us and the princess gave us. See, that's the thing about you guys. You don't understand. I work in the Narrows all the time in Apara. These people don't have money. You come into this town, you start flashing around money, they're gonna lose complete respect for you. I'm not You're talking not about flashing around money, and I'm not He's even talking, talking about- He's talking about moving in carpenters already. I'm, I'm providing ta- ideas. Talking about, we're talking about bringing other people, just regular people into to help. I liked your first idea. We go around, we talk to the people face to face, and we ask them what they want. And right. Then from there. And that's a start. And once we know what they need, then we give them what they need. If they say there's no business, there's nobody coming here because the bridge is out, we fix the bridge. Our houses are falling down. We bring in carpenters. We fix their problems and then they help. Then they give us their support. That makes us look good to Baron O'Kara. We fix the bridge that link up the baronies. That makes us good look uh, look good to Voinum and to the new bear and to the other baron we haven't even met yet. We're and trying also, to fix Stocky, and that also uh, makes us look good to Bartleby, because yeah. we are legitimately trying to fix a portion of his entirety, which, We're you also know, trying to make friends. Remember that. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. The more people and even more common I'm, I'm just saying, out. be careful about the way you present things, because not everybody likes seeing a bunch of nobles come into town, and, and they're just automatically going to assume... Then when we go oh, into town, don't dress as nobles. When have dress I ever dressed dress. like a noble Kahina? <laughs> the dress you wore the other evening to the you ball? Were, you were dressed pretty well too. for the Jubilee exactly. and for like the gala. But outside of that, yeah, you, you don't usually. That's what I'm saying. We don't go in and present ourselves as big nobles. We go in and present ourselves as, you know, the new people who live here, who genuinely want to know our neighbors. That's so we don't go good. in and talk about, you know, building breweries and stuff like that first. We do things that they there, need, yes, and then exactly what I'm saying. pitch not- the idea of, hey, we want to bring in some business to the town so that, you know, your goat farm starts doing well. Oh, you sell, you know, fruits and vegetables. Well, if we can get more people into the town, you know, that's more people to buy fruits and vegetables. It's the same way with bringing in weavers or carpenters or anything like that. That just brings an influx of people who will we will pay to spend money to buy food and stuff from these other farmers so then they have money we don't have to flash a fortune but you know what i'm saying we just you know now keep in mind i'm not talking like 10 and 15 gold at a time with the amount of money that a commoner makes i'm simply offering him say 10 percent more of his average pay per job so what are you gonna cut a copper in half you, you get what I'm saying. <laughs> like, I, I'm not talking about large. Is there a denomination below copper? Like, like an extra copper, an extra silver. I don't, thing, I don't know if is. I'm setting up stockies correctly. These people don't make money. Yeah, they make a living. Barely. No, I'm, I'm talking like, about getting in people who need money, but literally paying. Oh, you're talking about like the, the external carpenters and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah bringing paying people to come live here and do work for us and I will pay them more per job to to be here Why don't you pay to them work for us work here to do it because they don't make money they need to make money you can they, be the I mean we can if they they're skilled if we they're skilled we, the can, offer. we can present the offer if you're a carpenter or if you'd like to build let us pay you to help us you know fix your town I'm looking to improve their state of living before doing anything else 
Yeah. With everything mm -hmm. falling apart as it is, that doesn't Yeah, the bridges and the houses, and, and that's desperately what they need first. But if we don't get started on the brewery sometime soon, we're just going to be bleeding out money without that's any mouth or of the coming brewery soon. I planned on starting when we go to visit uh, the crabs. Because there there's no point... Money to have go to a brewery. What's the point of a brewery if they actually there's no money in the town? That's right. why I don't want to build it here. Oh, okay. you want to build a brewery in like Moost? Yeah, in in a uh, much larger village, city, town, something that's not where we're That'll get stockies on your side. I wanted to go start it somewhere where they had money. Sorry, guys. Like, <laughs> well, now my whole point here is I'm here for business. Like that's the reason I came along. I mean, you can have the brewery here, and you can export the goods from it. Yeah. I don't know if up... I'm saying this right, because that's, like, I'm trying to set up, I can put a brewery anywhere. That doesn't matter where the brewery is. Mm -hmm. What matters is where I'm selling my stuff. Right. So I then... want to set up a shop, like a, a storefront over there. Right. I want to build and, and craft here. Right. It's so a brewery then, here and export the goods to, to other the other towns, yes. which then we can pay local people to work as messengers and, and, and carriers and stuff. And that way they will make money if they're willing to, you know, take goods and uh, take our goods back and forth. But so to one, do all of this, we need to fix the bridge exactly. first. One other thing to uh, deal with this first night is, as I said, your followers will have met you or they would have come to Marat with you this, this is a group of people like the point of this system is people you can really trust people that are really behind you uh, which is why you can send them on these various operations and to help you raise your renown so we need to handle that because here we have the start of a new persona phase and just quick reminder on how this whole thing works if you want to do operations with your followers any of those benefits you have until the next persona phase and these are gonna last usually around a, a week or two admirat I'll, I'll just kind of wing it as we go because the point is you're just gonna have several spread over this phase of the campaign where you're trying to get marat behind you so depending on how fast things are going here it's gonna be like a, like a week two weeks for you to use each of these abilities but you guys remember personas right mm -hmm. you got your six facet ranks you can either launch an operation if you have at least two in a facet which i think two of you do or you can continue desperately trying to get a facet rank above one if you're the other three people because last time we tried this three of you succeeded every single time and two of you Failed every single time. Mm -hmm. So let me pull this back up real quick. This here little thing with all the operations and whatnot in it. Or is, oh, I actually put that in the thing that you can see. Right, because otherwise it would have been incredibly annoying. So let's go through the list here, rolling us some dice. I'm just going to go as you guys are organizing the bottom of the screen. Baylor. You want to develop your persona or launch an operation. I'm looking through the operations and trying to find anything I could even do, really. The low-level operations are not super 
fantastic. But Isn't there a handout in here for that? There should be two. There in the yeah, book there two handouts in book two. Yeah, it's the first two. Persona phase and operations. Operations is I, I figured really the only realistic way to run this was just to give you the list of operations. Or are we gonna be here forever if we try to list all these options or come up with something we can do? But they're based on what uh what facet do you, you got genius super ranked up, didn't you? Yeah. I have three genius and one heroism. Yeah, the only one that's super, the only real genius one is research. I don't think you're going to be necessarily researching anything in the immediate yeah. future. So it might just be time to develop your persona some more. Let me double check. What was the cap you could get to? I know there's a cap. It's four and one. Four and one. Okay. I mean, it's you your, your level and one and double your level total. Double your level total. Yeah, that's what it is. I just found them. So, you want to try to develop your persona then? Yeah. Suppose that's what I'd go for. All right. What are you trying to develop? What are, you, are you at four genius or three? I'm three. Okay. We only had two chances to increase it, so. Fair enough. So what do you want to do? I feel like giving a lecture is going to be a little difficult right now. But again, this persona phase encompasses a week or two. So it's yeah. not like you're going to walk into stockies and give a talk on free magic. <laughs> it could be something that will just happen like later on in Lothinar or something. So... You can definitely don't don't feel like you're limited to what could you do in literally stockies because that's B said and like E grain are your two options basically. Neither of those is really gonna develop your stuff. What do you wanna do? I was hmm, kinda thinking something I kind of could possibly do around stockies is try to See if I could find anyone who might have a bit of, like, either thinks they have some magical talent or is interested in seeing whether they do and going for more, like, kind of personalized lessons. See if I could okay. help them so you're out gonna, with that. We're going to use the give lecture thing, but you're going to try to actually help Someone who shows so will find someone who shows some hint of magical aptitude and just just show look them, around, like, see if I can find anyone somebody, like that, really. and see what I can do for them. Okay, well, I think I'd be solidly knowledge arcana. I don't see a universe where that's anything other than that. I, I was thinking knowledge arcana or spellcraft, which I have both of them are the same. So all right, well, it's rolling up knowledge arcana, and you're trying to go to four. Yeah. Okay. I don't so know if this is going to work, but I can try. This is just a mechanic that exists. Oh, no, the die is behind the thing. Oh, the 11 on the die and a 23. Is it 15 plus... What's the rules thing? 15 plus double the rank you're moving to means your DC is, is 23. exactly 23. Because <laughs> you're trying to go to rank 4. So that works for you, my dude. You now have four genius, which is the most renowned for your smarts that you can have as a fourth level character. Enjoy. 
And now one other thing, now that you have raised a facet all the way to rank four, you get another just entirely new bonus. You're well known enough for your smarts in Taldor that your fame is starting to reach out of this circle of just your, like your followers are literally like the most committed of the group. You're starting to become fairly well known and you, you, have, a, you have a bit of a reputation. So once per Persona phase, another bonus you can just do without having to do an operation or anything on top of the, the other one I, you had previously, which was the, the skill bonus. On top of that, you can increase an NPC's starting attitude. Like when, when you meet somebody that is at least indifferent, you can't use it to someone who already is inclined to not like you. But if you meet somebody who is at least indifferent and they are someone that you could realistically leverage this genius, like academics, instructors, uh, other arcane spellcasters, you can just bump them. So if they would be indifferent, they can just be friendly. This is a powerful tool. Use it wisely, my friend. Inori, what do you want to do with your persona phase? Um, I would like to try to increase my um, uh, subterfuge. Okay, what do you want to do? That is the question, because there's... I mean... The, the two example ones are the arranged secret meeting and the sabotage opponent, but you're not entirely limited to those, but if you can't, if you can't think of anything... I mean, arranged secret meeting is always a perfectly good go-to for you just That's what I was going to go with, just, but like... I mean, I guess there would be a... There's enough people for there to be some sort of... Well, it doesn't have to be people from Marat, because you are now in the middle of nowhere. Oh. And you have access to not only a town, but an estate. A fairly secluded estate. Which is a fantastic location for you to bring two other interested parties who don't wish to meet openly out to a vacation into the fields to meet up with you out here in the Betany estate, where this word of this is going to get to no one. This is nowhere town. Idea. So, I like it. Disguise or escape artist is the check here. <laughs> that's a tough. That's this is why you had the problem is because Anori actually has a kind of difficult time increasing your subterfuge because the skills required. No, I, I I did level last time. I don't think I used that though. I thought I used because you used Opar and Underground, but we're not uh, in Opara anymore. Opara anymore. Yeah. That's true. Oh boy. Okay. So. <laughs> Secret basement meeting. So what or... is your subterfuge? Two? Yeah, it's two. Alright, so you're trying to go to three, which means it's gonna be DC twenty one. Wow. I mean these cap out at ten, so like a point is a pretty big deal. I can't uh profession bounty hunter. I'll give you profession bounty hunter. I'll give okay. you that one. That's better than nothing. Come on, baby. Oh, I hate to see it. You yeah. hate to see. I was. I that was a twenty. I was already about to start cheering and just stopped. I just tipped over one more time onto the eight. That's what happens. I guess Marat's a little too out of the way, and unfortunately, you can't get anyone to uh, really commit to such a journey. To I mean, subterfuge is the weird one for me to reconcile. To raise your reputation for subtlety 
Question mark? Yeah. I'm not really positive. I guess raise your reputation in certain circles. You're gonna be less directly well known than everyone else. But the people who have heard of you are exactly the kind of people you will want to have heard of you. Right. How that about you, Nell? Perfect sense. Uh, wait, me? No. Uh. Should be me, no. right? Yeah, I'm okay. going across the bottom. Of the, I'm just gotcha. going to the order there on the bottom of my screen. Uh, no. I wanted to do sagacity, not sagacity, sacrifice, but I can't really think of a way to do it. Well, there's charity. Give charity. Do you have heal? No, that's why I said I can't really think of a way to do it. Because it well, doesn't I mean, give you, you a whole lot of... Well, you're not literally limited to these skills. So, I mean, anything you have that you can think of a good reason to use it... Uh, like, let me, I, let me just give you one right now. I think it'd be very easy to tie Intimidate into Sacrifice for you literally just either break up a fight or, like, while you're around in towns, just literally Batman and step in for be the, okay. the bully hunter. This is my town. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I thought it had to be a little more, like, open and, and out there than that. That's pretty open. I was just, I was thinking bigger scale, like dealing with 10 or 20 people. I mean, if you're doing this, like, uh, around a couple different times in different towns, stepping in to help various people, I mean, word spreads is the is the goal of this. Okay. So. Gotcha. I definitely would say you could do, you could do perform charitable acts with an intimidate. Okay. Intimidate's very broad. Yeah. So I'll give that a shot for You can sacrifice. pretty much use any skill you can give me a good reason to use. And what are you going to? Uh, two. Oh, so it's DC uh, 17. So yeah, you yeah. definitely get to two. Oh yeah, because you failed all yours last time. Yeah, because I didn't know I could use my only good skill. Well, you just got to think of good reasons. So you get to two sacrifice, which unlocks basic operations. So now you can do any of the sacrifice operations and I think the only basic one is tamed wounds which means ten wounds is actually a pretty good operation because if you are in the area the operation is in effect like say stockies or stockies and the bendiest they would be included if uh, every time you rest there you get long term care so you heal twice as much automatically you actually get one of the better basic operations I think Okay. Right, that's, a, that's actually a community-based one as well. Yep. It's that would, all of you would get it. It's a it's a very good basic operation. Can save you many a cure light wounds. All right, Kahina. All right. So I was gonna use my charm and try to raise it to two. So I was either going to. I think I want to do uh, drive legislation. So she's going to start drafting uh, some legislation to send to uh, Baron O'Kara about um, the responsibilities between the baronies for the upkeep of roads. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's something you very much, uh, as champions here, have the power to do. 
as a pitch so, ideas to either Baron O'Carroll or even the Count directly. Yeah. And uh, also, we gave the Bard an opportunity to use a perform check for something. So mm-hmm. definitely taking that one. So give me that perform that, check. That hot perform check. And you're trying to go to two, so the DC is again 17. Yeah. I can... I mean, it's like at least once a session. You are so consistent with the ones. I have passed everyone, and she has failed failed everyone. Every single one. The the face has failed. I gotta say, it's impressive. You need a 17, and you have plus 12, and you've managed to fail it three (laughs) times in a row. Every time. Oh, you're going 2-2, so I guess it is actually 19. But still, that's... That is kind of impressive. The law of statistics is not not, not really favor. working out for you here. The law of the one presides over all. All right, chat, pick another one. color. This one has rolled <laughs> one. Time to change my dice color. Oh, is that the strategy we're going with? Now we're going to change the color of the dice every time you roll a one? Every time I roll a one. You know the rainbow have does have limits. There are only so many colors that exist. You're going to be no, on Phantom Black in like whole, three weeks. There's a whole bunch of colors. All right, Dara. Okay. Who was so the was second thinking... on Team Failure team? Team Failure. Sitting at the one failure. rank that she started with. Well, he started with. So I got a pretty good idea to use, try to go for heroism. Okay. And um, maybe I can, like, save some kids that we were passing in the... Uh... Save some kids. Yeah, passing in our carriage, and, like, one of them was, like, drowning in the marsh or something. <laughs> 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 I love it. And so I'm going to heal them because, you know, they were going to die and I did the thing with Jigger and so they're no longer going to die. You brought them to Kahina this, to heal them? Is that what it is? That's called CPR. This is yeah, um, CPR, there you go. Yeah, so I was going to use my heal. <laughs> Bit of a stretch, but I'll give it to you. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, I could also use survival skill for that be like, I know how to do CPR because I know how to survive in the wild. I The I story's don't. so good though. Or maybe 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 <laughs> you're on. not even healing. No, maybe I'll, you're I'll not let you roll healing. it. You, you told me a good story. I'm gonna let you roll heal check. So <laughs> if she comes out here say, just... if she wanted to do survival check it doesn't mean that she has to save the children from dying. What if the children are lost and she goes <laughs> she, and finds them? Oh no, no we gotta go with what she said in <laughs> no, alteration. She saved a little boy. The carriage passed some kids that were drowning in the swamp, and Dara's like, we must save them. The rest of the people, the rest of the party, I guess, are just like, yeah, whatever. It's all you have fun. And just yeah, kind of hung out. I'm in the middle of tutoring people in magic. Send I can go save some kid right now. Kids. I can't yeah. spell my legis- I can't spell the Roll word legislation. Roll me your check, friend. Oh. I broke them up fighting, and they were so scared, they ran off into the water and started drowning. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> 19. What? What is this? How? <laughs> Stop. Get some help. This isn't okay. <laughs> I don't know. I don't you know. You two can't keep doing this. Okay? Too. You two can't keep doing this. We're just building a narrative. I feel like we should all just roll again. Except Manshaw, because, you know, his is fine. <laughs> we should all just roll again. That lore's just casually... Getting everyone to follow him and looking around at the rest of the party, like, what's wrong with you guys? 
for the record, just for those of you keeping score at home, Kahina and Dara have a combined zero facet ranks gained through the Persona system. Because they just fail every single time. They have four followers each. I have ten got, by myself. You gotta cut this out. I'm serious. This has to stop. Oh, yeah. Actually, uh, how many followers do I get for getting a new rank? It's just two, two for... You get two every rank, yeah. Okay. So you have, you have however many ranks you have times two is how many followers you have. What? And you can't have more than your level in one rank, and you can't have more than double your level total. Not that such restrictions matter to Dara and Kahina, who can't have more than two ever. <laughs> I don't need stinking followers. <sighs> I don't need a team. I don't need them. I got dice. You know, just, just, all right, here's what we're going to do, okay? Here's what we're going to do. <laughs> Kids, just roll me a d20. We got to get this out of your system. Just roll me no. a d20. What? No. Are you kidding me? I we got to roll the bad juju the out of this, this new color. You good? Let's be honest. Okay. Ha-ha! Right. Right. Almost. Almost. No, I literally thought she was going to roll another one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. You have to end stream so, <laughs> at that point. So, you guys send your, uh, followers back out uh, to and you this is representing the work you're going to be doing for the next week or two on trying to build your renown in Kahina and Dara's case I guess you guys could hang out and just like eat mud together and have a nice <laughs> little party making some delicious pancakes <laughs> but otherwise it is night the town of Stockies is going to sleep and you have a new home to settle into a new quite sizable manor actually up here on the hill so, so first things first what you guys think right here right here we hang the manticore <laughs> the most important question i yeah. meant to bring that up i was expecting to make some money on that i need some coin in my pocket yeah, i can't hang something the that was already ours huh he gave us something that was already ours, but, I mean, whatever, I guess. Well, he, he paid to have it taxidermied and put on a nice mount. It's not cheap. He did it overnight, too, so there's definitely some magic. Right, I'm all. sure he spent a lot of money on it, but he could have just handed me money and got a better result. <laughs> uh, what do you guys think? This this the spot yeah. for it right here I, on I'm, the wall? I'm, I'm fine with that. <laughs> Can I, like, clip this? Can I trim it so it's just, like, the head? <laughs> Just oh, make I, it narrow. I can take this little token and I can just stick it right there. Oh, there you that's go. beautiful right there. Just there you go. There's your, there's your mounted uh, manticore head on the wall. All beautiful and prepared. It's literally all I've been thinking about since we got to this map is where we should put this. Well, I was thinking we could put it above the fireplace in the tavern or brew pub or whatever it was. but Very romantic. We need a little name plaque. Yeah, we ought to make a play on the Iron Lash or on the Manticore for the name of the brewery. Slain by a nori above it? Is that what you're planning on doing there, Baylor? <laughs> nori probably doesn't even realize why the Manticore fell out of the sky. Nope. Probably not. <laughs> you saw it have a seizure and fall to the ground. Yep. <laughs> I'm sure you would have I'm sure you, by this point, you would have at least said something about it. Not oh, a good yeah. kill, but uh, I helped there. That was me. And she's probably like, yeah, sure you did. <laughs> well, I mean, you understand the magic, so. Yeah, true. I wouldn't have a clue what happened. She understands that magic exists. Yeah, I mean, she could possibly have spellcrafted that, but I think she's a little occupied with trying to stab the manticore. 
Yes. Which he did successfully do, so it's a good distraction, I guess. Regardless. Couch is really comfortable, though. Sleep time! You guys have your first night here in the new estate. And it is quite nice. There is more than enough space in here for you to rest comfortably, and it is, again, very surprisingly well upkept. So you take some of the covers off the various furniture, bring your things in, claim your various rooms, settle as well as you can, and go to sleep for the night. Good rest. Don't have to worry about a jubilee or anything in the morning. Just have to worry about trying to get an entire uh, town that hates you to like you. Should be easier than things you've been doing previously, right? So, you're awakened in the night by a sound. And actually, let me some perception checks. Let's see if you actually do even awaken. Hot 20. There we go. See, now you now you guys are rolling dice. That's what you're supposed to do. We, who we miss a Kahina? Bello is old. When he sleeps, he sleeps. He does, in fact, sleep. Dara and Nell would have been awakened to the sound of something shattering on the floor below. Something uh, glass. Well, if it's going to wake me up, I was sleeping though. I went to the room I was going to sleep in. You were. I'd, wait, I'd probably you're sleeping get my, downstairs uh, in down. what is probably the kitchen. Yeah, I just chose a room. That was a noble. He just passed out on the floor somewhere. His table looks nice. <laughs> Bonk. All right. Well, you, that makes sense that you would wake up then because okay. you were literally <laughs> you know, in the same freaking room. Bed. Uh, Dara, rolling a hard 20, managed to actually hear it downstairs and wake up. I would grab my sword and shield, because obviously I don't have time to put on a breastplate. And, and Dara, uh, you go investigate. As, as well? Yeah, same. Hello, you... without the sword and shield, with the crossbow. <laughs> are you spooked enough to wake up your friends before you walk downstairs because something fell over, or are you just... Uh, There's I'd nobody in the room with me. So. Anori's sleeping on the couch. Oh, if Anori, if I walked by Anori on the way down there, I'd probably nudge her. Yes, oh, yeah. Anori. She would not respond. <laughs> okay, then I just be like, whatever. <laughs> you poke Anori, and the two of you make your way into one of the small dining areas on the bottom floor. And inside, you can see a small painted vase shattered on the floor uh, where it had been placed near the center of the table before you had laid down to rest. Are we supposed to be seeing a map or not? No. I'm not bothered with the map or anything right now. Okay. So I'm going to stand outside the doorway and kind of aim at the ready if Mel wants to walk in. That's at least pretty spooked because he's got his crossbow. He's like, what's going on? He's got military uh, training kicking and something's wrong. I'm going to... How would you say this door opens? Like, is it a latch or... 
Uh, it's just an interior door, so it probably doesn't even have a... But it probably has, like, a regular handle and latch, yeah? Probably okay. didn't have a lock. Uh, I will go to open it up, and once I get the latch undone, I will quickly push it open and step inside. Okay. You step in to, what, into the room with the vase or past the room with the vase? Into the room where we're hearing noise, aren't we? Oh. Well, that was, you heard one like, thing shatter, and you went to investigate, and the door to this room is already open, the vase is shattered, and we found it. Oh, that well, was just I the would one just noise. Go in, shield up. I thought we were going into a room with the closed door. No, so you, uh, oh, no, 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 the door is hanging open. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll just push the door open and, uh, to make it completely out of the way, step in quick, and have Dara behind me at the ready. Fair enough. You look around the room, the only perception checks. Twenty-three and nineteen. And uh, as you look around, there's nothing else you immediately notice that seems to be out of the ordinary. Uh, the front doors, the back doors are all still closed. None of them appear to have, and those do, of course, lock. And they're all still closed and locked. You don't see any signs that either any of them have been forced or anything. Uh, you don't see anything else appears to be disturbed at all. Just the one vase on that table tipped over on the ground. Uh, the room has windows, but closed. There's not a draft or anything in here. And again, the vase is in the center of the table. You don't see any realistic way this could have happened. I may go get Baylor. I don't know. I don't know. I really want to leave Nell in there by himself, though. <laughs> you're, not, you're not really sure. You're on the fence. Like, hmm. Something's I wrong here. I believe we should at least get a Nori. But don't you think it's probably magical? I thought a Nori casts spells, doesn't she? A Nori is also magical. True. Literally everyone woke up who is incapable of casting <laughs> yeah, a spell. Yeah, the two full marshals are <laughs> yeah, awake right every, now. Everyone was woken up except for the ones that have, oh, I don't know, detect magic. <laughs> yep. So maybe maybe or, we should back out slowly. And a way to, to detect them. invisibility. I mean, I, I can just be the door holder McWallington as per <laughs> usual. Door holder Okay, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. Go wake up the others. As you turn to leave, you hear a creaking from the other side of the first floor. That sounds like a door opening very, very slowly. But now these doors struck you as particularly noisy when you first looked the estate over. Better! Wake up! I'm going going to rush towards it. You. If if Dara screams. Make me another perception check. check to make hear me, the yes, scream. Make me, make me another perception check, you, you three. Dara <laughs> does not like ghosts. I, I, I feel like, no, Dara's shouting, I think you're okay. You're like, he's shouting, and you're regular asleep. If you were, like, magically asleep, maybe. But you just, like, <laughs> regular asleep. You're fine. I got a you 22 can, anyway. Yeah, you, you wake up, and you hear Dara shouting downstairs, something is happening. And Nell rushes across the house, uh, just, uh, <laughs> moving as fast as he can here, stampeding, 
past Nori on the couch and through the door on the far side to where he heard the door opening up, past the second, like, entertaining area where the second fireplace is. And one of the back doors to a back area in the corner of the house is open. But you have to go through this door to get there, and this door was closed. Hmm. I guess I'll roll another perception check to see if I see anything. Uh, 26. You really, really focus. And as Dara's like running towards some stairs, the Baylor's jumping out of bed, and Akina's getting up, and Nori's probably still asleep on the couch, desperately trying to ignore all this. You peer around this room. It's mostly empty. It's one of the quarter chambers of the house. It doesn't have a whole lot other than a set of shelves with some random little odds and ends on it, but there's really nothing of interest there. You hear a chorus of voices from behind you. You turn around into an empty hallway. And there's nothing there. Oh. Behind you again, though, <laughs> back from the room. You turn around again. There's nothing there. But you're definitely hearing things. Alrighty. So... Nell would still think that it's a person or, or like a, a thing that he just can't see messing with him. He's going to try something really dumb and he's I yeah, surprise. Surprise. I'm going to be really stupid. I'm going to tell though? a joke and see if I can make whatever it is laugh. To, to get it to expose oh, itself. <laughs> You're gonna... Oh, it's messing with me, I'm gonna mess with it. comedy. Okay. I guess unshaken, Nell decides the spooky ghost just wants entertainment. He doesn't is going ghost. to tell a joke. There's a pause. <laughs> Before a chuckle. <laughs> and a second laugh calls out, just ringing around the room, coming from nearly nowhere. You smile, having finally amused something. So, before where the noise came from, I'm going to be. It's not really from anywhere, that. it's just kind of around. Okay. If that's the case, he would know that this is definitely not a thing. This is not a thing that he can do anything about. Not necessarily. But after this short laugh, the voice, uh, the series of voices kind of pulled together and coalesce almost into one. It's not speaking common. <laughs> what it does a... not sound so amused anymore. I mean, I, I I speak five languages. It's not any I like other languages. At this point, Baylor and Kahina get downstairs, and uh, with Dar, I imagine, come to you and Inari. Are you getting up, or she? Well, I'm sure she would hear everybody stomping around and just sort of like mutter, "What? What are you fuss about? Stop and try to sleep." Grumpily getting up. <laughs> what do you want? What's the problem? <sighs> 
So I guess we would we once we were downstairs hear the coalescing of voices into something you very all, loud. You would all arrive. It's not, it never gets very loud, and you would all arrive shortly after that. I mean, Nell could tell you what he heard, but you didn't hear it. Okay. I mean, Dar heard the door creaking, and both of them obviously heard the uh, the face breaking. But beyond that, nothing. Okay, time for detect magic. Alright, so you cast the tech magic and just kind of mm -hmm. swing it around this room here. Let me see. I need to check something with the tech magic. You would detect a faint aura of illusion hanging over the room. Okay. Oh, it's, an aura, it's actually technically a dim, which is below a faint aura. And uh, you would recognize such a weak magical signature as just the lingering energy from magic being used. So it's not active magic, it's magic that was being used. Mm. But it but don't take like invisibility magic or something like that. Uh, and these these spells linger for a little while. You notice the energy hangs out for a bit. But as you cast this detect magic and you swing this around and detect this very dim illusory aura, even before your detect magic itself, even before you put it away, you could sense that aura expiring into nothing. It was a very dim aura that faded away as you cast the spell. So there's no way to find out what the spell was. Illusion magic, so dim. probably yeah, invisibility. Uh, is, is, is Kahina going to share this information? Yeah, or I mean, yeah, you don't cast attack magic, it's just, just cast a spell. Well, it was say. probably ghost sound. That's kind of what I was thinking. Well, before you would what say you're thinking. that... You're awake for any of this, you just hear no... <laughs> yeah. So before you would say that it was ghost sound, I would look at Kahina after you said that it was illusory magic, so probably invisibility. I would be like, ha, it was a thing. I made it laugh. I, I thought it was over there. Then it was everywhere. I I don't really know what happened. No, buddy. He doesn't understand that. Really, really got to lay off the alcohol. <laughs> Especially before night. Um, There's actually a, there is actually a broken vase in this room, and uh, we heard the door creak when we uh, left this room, and then so, I we were very unprepared. Did I hear you uh, scream, Dara? I don't think I've ever heard you scream. It, it, you were at a higher pitch than you normally. <laughs> 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 Maybe. And that uh, I was trying to alert Bellord, and I know he sleeps very deeply, so... Oh, of course. Of course, I understand. Wholeheartedly. So, I can walk at the cone around the house, right? And... Yes. And, okay. uh... Towards the face room. Through this, uh... You can walk it through the entire house, and you would not detect any further magic in the house. 
So, sounds, hmm. sounds to me points of entry. Sounds to me as though someone possibly broke in, and when they realized they were being caught, used an illusion to make noise to distract their one pursuer. I find it interesting that we have not been here and the estate has been empty, so I would guess. And tonight is the night that someone would break in. If they were looking to take anything, they could have come in any other night, really. I don't. They could have been living here. No, I. And in place. I have another, which is possible, but I have another. Uh, I have another idea. What if we just met, or the two of you just unwillingly met the Black Swan? Night Swan. The Night Swan. Yep, that's what I was thinking. Doesn't the Night, Night Swan, Swan kill people though? The wow. Night Swan. Well, maybe we just got lucky. Yeah, I That's feel the... real lucky. It's possible. Go, go on ahead. Uh, you think the Night Swan would knock over her vase? Or do you think she would do it on purpose? Possibly. I think, I think that this might have been testing us, kind of just possibly followed us here once to see what we're about. Testing if that was the case. Awesome. Well, they keep messing with my sleep pattern. They're going to find out what I'm about real fast. <laughs> That said, there don't appear to be any other clues or leads or anything to what happened right now. And in what the is Iron Lash okay? Iron Lash is okay. And <laughs> what is a shocking twist from what we've come accustomed to in Strange Aeons, nothing is starting to try to murder you after the spooky sounds or anything. I'm going to so, at least go check the basement. Yeah, I mean, you. Uh, when she detect magic, I assume she walked over the whole house with the tech magic. I mean, I assume it went down to the cellar and up to the second floor and just kind of swept the. Tech I want to check all everything. the points of entry to see if there's any like, someone tried to break in through a door or a window. Or well, something. you've got about a billion windows, <laughs> but all right, maybe some of them. How you about only the have floor? three <laughs> actual entrances. You have a uh, double doors in the front, the two double doors in the back patio, and one in the back, uh, the far west entertaining space, also has an external door. Well, if a lock has been picked, it typically leaves scratches. Yeah, you can usually tell, but uh, nothing... With, he, with his perception, he didn't see any signs that any of those locks have been picked or scratched or anything. Uh, no, the door's appeared to have been opened. Okay. Well, I suppose whoever it was decided that it wasn't worth the trouble, at least for tonight. So they go back to sleep? I'm going to go back to sleep in the same room as at least one other person. I'm going to go back to sleep on the couch and I'm going to ask very nicely that Ciaran stays up for a little while and keeps watch. <laughs> Protect me, sword. You got to put your magical sword up on the back of the couch. Like, Tell me if anything spooky shows up. <laughs> Does anyone sneak it up on us? Let me know. I mean, to be fair, if anyone was going to be good at it, the sword that no one knows is intelligent. It would be it. It's like the ultimate nanny cam. Yeah. <laughs> the fact that you need a nanny cam is hilarious. Can you tuck me so, in, Ciaran? <laughs> yeah. You all go back to sleep other than Inori's sword, which she leaves on the back of the couch, we hoping that Ciaran will let her know if anything spooky happens. And the rest of the night passes without incident. So, you awaken in the morning. To find that I, I don't know, uh, you would have either discovered this last night or in the morning. I guess I didn't 
ask if you would have tried. Uh, in Apara and even in Marat, like the Palace of Birdsong and the Guest House, uh, there is running water. The setting is not so like medieval that there's not running water. But you would find that none of the sinks or tubs, any of the bathroom facilities in the Batney estate seem to function. Uh, if you would have tried to use them last night, you would have discovered it then. Otherwise, you'd discover in the morning that there does not appear to be running water, even though everything looks like it's hooked up for it. Like, the house has plumbing and sinks and everything, but none of it works. Would there be, like, a, a well house of some sort? Uh, not full. Where the water I mean, there would probably, you would, there would be a well. I would say the Bentley Estate has its own well that you could use to just manually draw water. Mm -hmm. A little. But usually, water's not running. Yeah, yeah usually the there's a pump or something yeah. that... Right. There's the normally pump. pumps or there's usually a pump house or something nearby. Mm -hmm. uh, there doesn't seem... You would have not seen one on your way up here, but uh, s somewhere either near the estate or near Stockies, there has to be one because there's the all the setup for it. It just doesn't work. Or perhaps it was in the business of being installed and never got finished. Either way... I'll just you draw water. Facilities just draw some water no and heat water, it up. So you had to draw the water yourselves out of the well. And as you prepare yourselves for the morning, and Baylor and Nori, you ready your spells. The rest of you do whatever it is you do in the morning to get ready. I think that's a pretty good opportunity for us to take a quick break real fast so I can go blow my nose real hard. And so, uh, we have everyone back now. Let us continue our adventure here. So you wake up the next morning. You get yourselves ready, and it's a nice, beautiful day outside, and I'm really, really working on this calendar thing, so it's been two days. I love how I, I can learn this, because all these days are almost the real day, because yesterday the ride down here was moon day, which is just Monday with an extra O, and now we have toil day, which is like Tuesday, and then it starts with the same letter. And I'm going to keep track of this so we have some kind of a sign, uh, some kind of a system here. So now, into a new week, you awaken, you get ready. And uh, around the end of when Inori and Baylor are preparing their spells, you would hear a knock on the front door of your estate. Well, Kahina, being the... I guess the lady of the manor. I was gonna head on down to the front door. Send you know, the, the face. Guest says, this is your job now. Send uh, the face. Down, at the door is Anora Piscom. Oh, Anora! And she would smile and nod. Say, "Well, I hope you find the accommodations good enough. Petney Estate's always been a fairly impressive one. I got a." When she holds up a little wrought iron key. I got a copy of the key. I've been checking the place every couple weeks over the last decade. Just making sure no one was breaking in and squatting in the place. But uh, it's been kind of surprising. I don't know if she had the count come down here and have some sort of protections put on it. Or if she knew a spellcaster. To be honest, the Lady Alice could have been one herself and I might not have known. But the place has still stayed damn well straight without any real input. It's made my job easier, so I'm not complaining. And I'm sure you found it well enough. 
Yes, everything was fine. The only thing we seem to uh, be missing is uh, the water's not working. Um, we managed to draw some from the well, which was fine. But is this a problem uh, all throughout or just at the house? She kind of grimaces. Well, yeah seeing stockies on your ride through, I assume. Uh, the town's did. not in the best of shape. Pump house hasn't worked in eight, nine years. But that's a story for later, perhaps. Yeah, we got work to do. How much... Well, I assume you didn't come into this blind, but as the the tribunes of stockies, where's Sir Rostam, your husband? Oh, he's in the house. Let Come in, come in. We will go find him. Dara! Nod and step inside and come join you. And yeah, you'd comfort Dara and Dara'd come down. We'd greet each other and uh, wish you good morning and continue. We've got some work to do, I'm afraid. Uh, Sir Rostam is the tribune of the town now. You're well to put a Frank, judge, jury, and executioner. You've got the town in your hands. You've got all the lives of these commoners are yours to deal with as you see fit. We ain't got a lawman down here. I'm the closest thing the town's got to a sheriff, if anything, and that's just because I was the tribune before you all stepped in. Frankly, whenever there's disagreements, that's yours to handle. And, well, the scene is at it again, and town need you say what exactly are the, is Lucenia at I'm confused oh Lucenia I apologize uh, Lucenia Mag she's uh, well kind of a repeat visitor to our she does up huge air quotes our county jail so as it be I just refurbished one of the cellars in my house. Closest thing we got to a holding cell for now. Not the first and not the tenth time that we've had to have the town tribune to her. But seeing as, well, now this is your duty, technically, I figure this is an easy one for you to step in on. Uh, all right, well, I guess we will head into town and... Uh, how everything is going. What well, exactly is her crime? What has she... <laughs> what hasn't she done? Well, the good news is it's nothing serious, but the bad news is, is nothing we do is making her change. Here, let me give you the quick rundown. The town's real simple. Generally, any kind of disagreements, any crimes committed in stockies you got a couple of options we can put him in the pillory in the town square you can banish him you can give him a fine but most of the folk around here don't have a whole lot of money so most common crimes we deal with are poaching and theft and the easiest fine so to speak is taking a finger or a hand if it's particularly severe you could kill him of course but Yesenia ain't done nothing that serious. It's gonna be up for you to deal with, but... Assault, public drunkenness, theft. Started a fight in the pub last night. 
uh, punched out who I had as the acting sheriff and ran off with the night's take. And he found her passed out drunk in Josini's barn this morning. Didn't get very far. Still had the money on her. Something we got to deal with, and it's, you know, normally not a big deal. Something a day or two in the pillory cure uh, real fast, but he's a troublemaker. Would I be around I, for this? Like, This is just happening in your living room, so like any okay. of you could definitely be here for this. And she's kind of pro uh, protecting us to all of you guys. And she says, and, and quite frankly, we can keep putting her in there, but it ain't making a damn difference. Well, might have to be time for more drastic measures. But again, that's up to you now, Sir Austin. Proceedings are going to take place at noon in the pub. Again, you'll find that's our common room, our courthouse. Uh, damn, everything needs to serve for it's the best we got. And afterwards, I can run you through the situation of the town and the pump house and the mill and the bridge and the farms and the tax man. Oh, and Gusern. What is wrong with Gusern? Is he not stay normally further away from here? It's not Gusern himself, it's Yato. But again, leave me in the wolf's head here. A couple hours and the sun's at its peak. Get Lucinia sorted out. It's an easy opportunity for you to make a good impression of the townsfolk here in Stockies. It's a good introduction. Show me you got a firm hand and you ain't gonna let this town just sink the rest of the way into the swamp. Well, have a good morning with the uh, rest of your time and come see me whenever you're ready. Hmm. Most of the town will be there, by the way. No pressure, but <laughs> you can handle this. This is a, this is a clean one. Alright, I will. Uh, we will see you later. And with that, she heads back out of the manor leaving you to well, so if duties. if uh, locking her up has done nothing putting her in the pillory has done nothing she's obviously caused the other townsfolk a headache to say the least we're gonna have to get creative community service we need to clean up the town she has a debt to pay to her fellow neighbors. So she can start by cleaning the town. That's what I was thinking, but then we have to consider how to enforce it. Do she we likely... not have a lovely bounty hunter and enforcer with us? Oh. We says we have no sheriff. I'm not a babysitter, though. <laughs> no, I'm not saying you have to be a babysitter, but, I mean, you obviously are the closest thing to law enforcement we have with us. Should we not find out why she is so... I mean, and that's too. Maybe she just has no direction. Maybe we give her some. She must be unsatisfied with something, and I'm sure if we found that out, we would have more leverage to use with her. Okay. We hear her side of the story. We find out why she's doing this. And if she's just doing it because she's just a bad apple in the bushel, then she repays her debt. I, I mean, think either, I think either way she will have to pay for something. I mean, I think I think the community service either way, but you know. I mean, this is our first impression here. You might want to think maybe a 
a little more snug if we're going to be want these people to respect us a little bit there's got to be some sort of order but i mean she's been locked up she's been put nothing that they have done has made any difference then throw her out of the town be gone banishment is a if, valid option banishment is a va- i mean maybe you you present her the options you either clean up your act and clean up the town or we banish you and you i like that back. yeah clean up your act get your stuff together or your next defense you are yeah. out I think so, should, uh, I think we should pose it more as uh, we are all here for the benefit of the town, including all the people in the town. And if you are not the benefit of, to the town, you then you die. won't be in the town. The town. <laughs> town. What are you doing today? Hey. Hey. Uh, I liked it. Go Don't get your own accent. I want to be in the town. <laughs> so, just kind but of he, a... He has an accent. It's Talden. Local area, but how does Taldor feel about slavery? I'm not saying I want to make her into a slave. I'm just asking what our punishment options and, are. And We're not going down this road again. I'm, I'm pretty sure slavery is illegal in Taldor, but I'd actually have to double check because I'm not 100% positive. Because this isn't going to be the first or the last time that we have to do this kind of thing. I'm pretty sure slavery is fairly recently illegal in Taldor. I feel like we're going to have to Ned Stark some Who are let we? Chelyax? What are you doing? Chelyax is us. I'm Chelyax. Chelyax belonged to us. Yeah. Because <laughs> I was thinking it did based on the example. It doesn't anymore. Yeah. Based on the That's example. That's how we see it. Set for us by the Count. Putting someone into what is basically temporary slavery would be a, a, a pretty good incentive for them to shape up. I see what you're saying. Yeah. I'm not saying we should. I'm saying he has proven an example. It works for him. Maybe it would work for us. If he cooperates. But if not, banishment has exactly. to happen. Yeah, the, either the option of either work this off or be exiled from the town. And if you say you're going to work it off and then you don't, exiled from the town. And if you return... That's when you get killed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it looks like uh, slavery is not legal in Taldor now. Okay. Just trying to lay out the options, see what we got for tools. Well, it's not technically. Like, what things fall within lawful? I'm trying to stay right. within the Galarian bounds here, and the Taldor page actually Forced doesn't say either way, service. but the slavery in Galarian page has a list of slaver nations, and Taldor's not on it, so I'm going to go ahead and say it's illegal. Yeah, I'm, and I mean, it wouldn't even necessarily be slavery. It's just, if slavery is an option for someone into indentured servitude, if not community service, it's less severe, but still the same thing. So... More of a defined endpoint to one of them rather than the other. Exactly. Are we ready to head into town? Yes. Well, what are we gonna try with her? Just uh, community service. I think the community service idea, and then uh, harsh and management. Yeah. Management. And like Tara I... said, like find out, you know, talk to her, find out why she <laughs> does what she does. Like give her a chance to say something. But if she can't give you any good excuse or any or good sob story or whatever, then you just I mean, because if she gives you the sob story, then you're like, that's fine. We understand. We'll give you a job. 
you know, your job is to repay the community first, and then... No, 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 it's not a job. It is punishment. It needs to well, be it's punishment. Right, that's punishment. what I'm saying. She's not getting paid. Right. But if her thing is, is I just don't have a job, I have no direction or whatever, be like, pay your debt to the rest of society, yeah. and then when you're done, right, you we know? have things that we need people to do for us, and then we will give you a job once you've paid your debt. Show that we're show that we're we'll deal out the justice, but you know we're not we're gonna help people too. People have no money and no way to make a living, and no we'll find something that they can do that'll both benefit the town and benefit themselves. Yeah. Chop people's firewood, tend to their crops, do things uh-huh. to make people's lives easier until uh-huh. people are willing to forgive you for being a nuisance to the community. Mm-hmm. You. Like I was saying before about the defined endpoint to it, do we have, rather than saying, oh, you're just going to help the town, do we have well, like an idea Well, the of, count was doing a month on yeah, the poor dude month. about the, about the, um, I mean, I'm sure there'll be other people, other townspeople that have. We can have them on bridge detail. Yeah. We are building a bridge, remember? Or and the with, pump house. Yeah. And with this specific individual. Since they have been such a consistent issue, if they decide to shirk their responsibilities, we could always take them on one of our 60 to 70 mile an hour treks and leave them on the road somewhere. No, mm-hmm. no that's I mean, banishment. That's, that's banishment. That's the form of banishment. Mm-hmm. To abandon them in the wilderness. Somewhere. I'm thinking banishment needs to be visible. People need to see it happen, not just they just disappear. I mean, they will. We tie yeah. them up and take them with us and then be like, They'll probably never tie them up and take them with us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you untie them when you let them go. Oh, you guys. You know they're going to test you, right? They're going to test you, especially Dara. Mm-hmm. They're going to have all, right. all kinds of things to say. Let's go to the town. Let's see Let's what go. they have to say. <laughs> so you guys heading to town. Uh, are you, how are you getting there? Because now remember, how, your state is how, like three miles <laughs> from town. So it's not how a, far is it to walk? Three miles. It's, three miles. It's, how you go there does not change the distance. I'd walk that. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. It's not an impossible walk. Uh, it's not even a particularly difficult walk. And overland travel. Really look into buying some more horses. Yeah, yeah. that's the other thing I was saying. We get there and we need to buy some horses. Yeah, it, it takes you about an hour to walk to town. It's not that's the worst fine. thing ever. It's doable. Uh, but you I say do we have. Walk- Two horses that pulled the carriage. You got a pair, but uh Don't we have oh you use the scrolls of the steed scroll we don't have anymore? One time. Yeah. Uh, scrolls. So you guys decide, you know, maybe to not put the impression arriving in your ridiculous carriage mm-hmm. there to impress the nobles. They just kinda walk on into stockies. All on foot style. And make your way in. And as you get there. As you get to the wolf's head, it appears that, well, most of the town is piled up in, I guess, what's technically a tavern. It's 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 literally Honora's living room, uh, which is just a the the main front room of her shack, which is a bit bigger than everyone else's. It's just a large open space with a bunch of tables and chairs just gathered around. There's no actual bar of which to speak. It is like everything else in Stockies. Just what they have available. They work with what they got. All 
or almost all the people in the town are, if not in here, at least around. Well, probably half. A lot of them, by necessity, are still out working in the fields. But these kind of trials apparently are a big public event, and a lot of people are interested. Now in the light of the day, you can see there's maybe 30, 35 people crammed into Anori's front room, with one end of it cleared away with a podium set up. And the other 30 or so are out doing their business, uh, either traveling out of town to grind weed or fetch water or draw it from a nearby pond or whatever. Tons of, tons of things that are going on. But everyone that can make it appears to be here, and this place is fairly crammed. Best thing Stockies has got for entertainment is public trials. And the public opinion of Lucenia doesn't appear to be good. Now, as you enter, uh, Honora meets you by the door. And before you can head in, or before you can enter, she leads you out to the back and kind of explains the process. She says, all right. This is, gonna be, this is pretty straightforward. You've had a couple hours to, to think on this and settle. And did you walk all the way down here from the estate? Yeah. So here's the way we usually do this. We try to give the common man the best chance we can. You know, give him a traditional trial of sorts. I'll be prosecuting her. I'll make this one real easy for you. The town wants to see Lucinia away for good or dealt with somehow. This is easy. Easy softball way to get yourself in with the people. I'm going to present the prosecution. Lucinia's going to get an opportunity to defend herself. And then you lot. Who's, uh, are you all running this together, or are you just going to have uh, Sarastam as, as technically the tribute, and the final say is his? Uh, I was... We were going to uh, debate amongst ourselves, and uh, come to a decision together. That's fair. Uh, that's fair. They may, they may appreciate having more than just a one-man judge up there at the front. But, if you wish to ask any questions or anything, you got... Plenty of opportunity to try to ask me or the witness or the people in town, uh, the, the defendant, I believe it is. Any questions you want to try and learn anything you can about the case? But this is, is it open and shut. You'll, you'll see. Have you decided what you're gonna do? We have a couple options, but it really comes down to uh, how the case goes. <laughs> oh. I'm trying to give you a lead-in here. It's, I think this case is already decided. I would recommend you figure out what you want to do for it. Head in. I think that based on the town's general opinion of this individual, it might be better to go on ahead with the banishment idea that I presented earlier, where we just we're going to be leaving in a couple days, anyways. Why not just take her with us and get rid of her somewhere out of town? Just let her go do her thing. She's not allowed here anymore. Well, that's exactly how banishment story. usually works. They just kind of eat your stuff and go. We turned her out as soon as the decision was made. You can it make her own way out to wherever she wants to go. Give her a chance to present her story, but... <laughs> I'll present her story. Whew, I, I, I don't first think time there's going to be much her, in it to me. change anything. There won't. You'll, you'll see. All I'm saying is, if you want to make an impression, it close this one fast. If you show you got a firm hand and you're going to work for the town, might earn you some kind hearts among the people. Man, surely not Lucinia, but I don't think her opinion is going to matter much after this. 
Anyway, and she uh, gestures to a back door to the pub that leads over to the side of the area where the, you saw the podium through the front door and through the windows. <coughs> and uh, it's just here we are. She opens the door for you. You head inside. And it doesn't like quiet down at all. All the townsfolk are all still talking amongst themselves and discussing either this or anything else about the harvest that's coming soon or, you know, just, just life in general. And they barely even seem to stop or acknowledge that you're all here. As you step in, Pyscom nods to you and turns and pulls out a key and unlocks a door off to the side and opens it up and leads out a woman. Dressed no real differently than the rest of the peasants. Fairly stocky, average looking. And she comes out, looks at you, and just shakes her head with a grin on her face. Again, you recognize it's kind of the same look Titus gives you pretty much all the time. <laughs> but Nora kind of roughly drags her over and sits her on a chair on one side of the podium. And then moves over and puts uh, her own foot up on a chair on the other side of the podium, kind of Captain Morgan style, and leans down on it. And calls out across the tavern. All right, listen up. This here is Sarastam. He's the new tribune of Stockies, heir to the Betney estate. And him and his friends now here are going to run this trial and take care of this. I'll be looking over the town. And don't get me wrong. I've been wronged by the nobles here as much as the rest of you. And I've seen Stockies slide into nothing over this last decade. We ain't got water. We ain't barely got food. And even got the bridge to connect to half of our own county. I thought the same. Another group of no-name nobles shipped in from the coast, thinking they know what's best. But let me tell you, I've talked to Sir Rostam and I've talked to this group. They're different. They got ideas. And I believe that they don't know everything. They don't know better than the rest of us that have been living here. They don't think they got these big head, big money plans. They're going to try to turn our way of life around and make it even worse. They're going to listen to us. They listen to me. After a couple days of getting to know them, I got to say, it's the best hands we've been in in a while. Now, Sir Rostam, are you ready to proceed? Uh, I am, yes. Everyone kind of quiets down at that as they look confused. Like they're supposed to hate you, but Honora's vouching for you. This confuses the peasantry. But Honora takes her foot off the stool and stands up. Kind of folds her hands in front of her. This here's Lucinia Mag. I know her. All you know her. Too well. I'm sure. Last night, she was in here, started a fight, knocked out Bill, the sheriff I'd put while I was up in Lothadar, carousing with the Count. Stole the knight's take, 22 silver pieces, and a bottle of Old Law whiskey worth about 20 gold. She was found this morning in uh, Josini's barn, Still clutching the empty bottle. 
passed out in a bale of hay. About at least 10, 12 of you here now were present. Give me eyes if y'all saw it. And then, uh, throughout the crowd, there's a bunch of put their hands up, a bunch of eyes. And she turns back to you and just kind of shrugs. Says, and I really think that's not all there is to it. Through Austin. And she plops down in the chair and just kind of looks back at the group of you up by the podium. Uh, I would address uh, the lady and be like, uh, what, what would you like to say for yourself? And then Cynthia kind of turns around and raises an eyebrow. <laughs> oh! Who the hell are you? I am the person that will decide how your immediate future goes. I would hope that you would understand this. Uh-huh. So we got some... What's this? Kadirin? Man, come in here, run things, just because the Count says he is? I'm going to interrupt her right there. And I'm going to say that you were asked a question and be a big, big wall, intimidate. I suggest up. you answer it. You got 19 on intimidate. That's you got a bailiff up. over here. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely the bailiff, dude. He's... No and disrespecting my party members. He just snorts. <laughs> What sewer'd your mom stop by to sub sl shove sludge up in her to pop you out? Really, no common decency from this one, I suppose. Not surprised from what we were told. You just, you just hear a, a peasant from the back just stands out. Just kick her out! And Nora, gonna, Nora I'm just shrugs. Agree with that one. Nora just shrugs at you. Told you, it's gonna be easy. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we have very few options here. If you do not want to uh, plead your case, then we have the option of just banishing you from the town, as many people here would like to see. But I'm very interested. And you get interrupted by another of these commenters. Don't let her come back! Get her out of here! We run her out twice in the last decade! And there's a whole bunch of just like, yeah! And just cheering and roaring and just pounding a fist to people on the tables throughout the... Uh, the house here. Unfortunately, with this banishment, if you should return, the only outcome would be death. And to, to that, you have a just, just cheering throughout the tavern as everyone's just like, yeah, just, yeah, get her out! And everyone seems to be super on board with this. And Anora's just smiling, kind of shaking her head. And Lucinia stands up out of her chair. I walks up to the podium, slams her hands down. Who's gonna make me? You? And for the the whole yep. house at this point is just getting very raucous, and you've got a uh, a fairly angry crowd going. And one of them just yells out, "Well, well, y'all, bitch, get out!" If I'm playing the role of Bailiff, I'm pretty sure my hand would be on my sword when she got up. <laughs> so. Uh, Nora stands up too and just kind of turns and folds her arms and says, Sir Austin, how we doing? 
um, I'll look over to, uh, I guess, the rest of the, uh, the crew. Well, let's just get her out. What do you guys think? I mean, obviously, she cares very little about her life. She doesn't much care for living here. And I'm saying this loud enough that uh, Lucy can hear it. She doesn't care about her life. She doesn't care about her neighbors, her community. She doesn't care that she's wronged people. I'm interested in why she doesn't care, but she just no one wants that. I mean, uh. I feel like a much better punishment than just banishing her would be for her to serve the people she has wronged. <laughs> I mean, you better be ready to stand Dewey with a whip all day and all night. I serve me. That was what I was worried about. I don't feel we could get her to go along with that. She can have fun serving herself all she wants out there in the marshes. Yes. I say we go and let her. Maybe, maybe we'll get lucky. We could always go and leave her where we found the other Manticore, <laughs> and let and let whatever Manticores are left slay her. The pub is like everyone is up at this point and almost kind of like crowding up towards the podium. They want an answer. Okay. And Nora just turns and kind of makes the like get on with it motion. Tara. Tara. Well, take her out. Well, as you have seem to have no interest in staying or in the new direction this community is going. I have no choice but to banish you. But I must warn you. If you As you say that, people are already just like, just cheering over the top of you. Like, nobody that's not in this immediate group here can even hear you at all. Speak over. Keep going. Yeah. Tell her, tell her coming back means her death. And... Yeah. Uh, Is there any magic you can pull there? <laughs> I, I, I'm looking to see whether prestidigitate can make someone's voice louder. I, it can control volume, can't it? I think there's a spell for that. I think that's for like ghost sound or something. <clears throat> but you uh, continue, Dara. Anyway, if if you do return, the only option we have is death. Now with that, uh, Anora steps up. All we need to hear, and grab Lucina's arm, and turns and just drags her up through, uh, towards the front door, through the crowd, as they just cheer louder and louder as Lucina is just shoved through them and out towards the front door. Uh, at this point, even the people that are out working the fields have noticed the commotion that is happening and have joined in this, like, riotous cheering here as Lucina is being banished from the town of Stockies. It's got maybe a total of 50 people. And Anora takes her out. And with one hand on her shoulder, yells out over the, uh, the shouting of the crowd, You heard him! By the order of our new tribune, Sir Rostam, we see your face in here again, Lucinia. It's not going to be the pillory. It's going to be the gallows. Now get it! And just shoves her forward. And uh, again, it's just a, a chair roars out from everyone gathered around. <laughs> and this crowd just kind of surges around her as she just stumbles out towards the road, looking around, still at this guy in her face, and just waves a hand. 
just makes your way down out of town. With this crowd slowly following. And Nora turns to you. She says, I told you this is going to be easy. It's always it's a shame. It much easier than I expected it to. It's always a shame when someone has no remorse. Well, ain't the first time we dealt with her, ain't the tenth, but... And I don't think it will be the last. Mm. Well, if she it comes back, it will be the last. If we gotta deal with her again, this is gonna be exactly one more time that happens. Hmm. I'm good. not one for public execution, but if you have to set an example, you have to set an example. I don't know if you noticed here, but I y'all count from Apara. Things get handled a little differently around here. We ain't got no law or money flowing around. Really, if I'm being quite honest with you, what you say up here is at best a suggestion. Town's gonna handle it how they want to see it handled. And they damn sure ain't gonna have it otherwise. It's more a show to get them on your side than it is anything. And I'm not great on the concept of mob justice, but ain't much we deal with here that's anything other than simple. We ain't got nothing to embezzle. Did they got that or fights or a stabbing? All pretty open and shut. But hey, it's your problem now. <clears throat> While we have, well, I'm, I would hope, once the mob settles down some, maybe you could point out some more of the, I guess, I don't want to say leaders, but those who talk loudest and are often listened to or heard so that we might get their suggestions on what they need for the town. Well, I can tell you a couple things. I mean, you, you look around, it's pretty simple. Now, what you can't do for the town is the real question. The problem is that it needs money. You just ain't got none. They got no funding. It's dwindled so far into nothing. Now the town's producing nothing but dust for itself. And she points out towards the south end of town where there's what looks like it was once a windmill and is now at least three quarters of a windmill, which is just kind of a dilapidated stone tower with two bars in a V-shape hanging off the front. The rest of it long since collapsed. We can't even grind our own harvest here anymore. We gotta haul everything down to Pensaris out to uh, Baron of Carey's town just to grind our wheat. The pump house ain't working. We ain't got bread. Would Don't the gotta... idea of cash crops be something that they would be familiar with? I don't know how modern that is. I mean, that would be something that I'm sure in Galarian is a thing they're familiar with, but the peasants make the food they need to eat and not die. So, cash Looks, crops okay, is but a that little is the thing that we would be aware is possible. Yeah. Okay. But, uh... <laughs> Here's my recommendations. There's a couple things we can do that'll kick us off right, real straightforward. Like fixing the mill would be a big help, but I can't imagine that's gonna be done with less than a thousand golden materials. Is the problem? We, damn, you gotta build a whole new one at this point. Getting the water running again would put you in good favor. That's been years since they've had to do that, and really struggling out into the pond to try and draw water ain't easy nor safe. We tried to send a couple people out to fix the place, a couple of handsy sorts, mechanics, to take a look at it once it first dragged down, and 
never came back. I mean, well, you, I don't have to tell you. You've taken down the Iron Lash. What lurks out in the woods around these parts. We ain't got standing military. We ain't even got guards. Ain't safe out there. It's not stuff we can just handle. And I got the feeling something shacked up in that pump house causing the problems, which hopefully, based on your showing up at the Jubilee, might be something you lot can handle. Beyond that, just basic improvements. You know, bringing the farms up. We ain't even got the tools or the the muscle to pull stumps out. Half the farms are working, maybe a third as good as they possibly could. And you, you see how these houses and the roads here are looking. <clears throat> Anything you can overhaul do you good. Okay. Baron O'Kara is sending us supplies and men. Well, that's a good start, for sure. Carpenters, or just tradesmen, to help us get stuff and stockies back together. We can go and check out the pump house. If you can get together those inside the village who have some sort of knowledge and know-how or carpentry skills, get lists from the farms of what people need more than anything else, like personally need. If they have stumps or if they have something that they need to do at their farms, if we could, if we know what they need, then we can assign ourselves accordingly and or any help Baron O'Gara sends so that we can start turning things around for everyone. Well, you're going to find it kind of difficult to get out to the pump house immediately, but if that's what you want to go for, I ain't going to complain, man. That in the middle will be the biggest direct help to the town. Now, since the pump house broke down, it ain't running the water like it's supposed to, and the ponds have over, far overfilled. You're going to be kind trekking through... It's a, like it's literally a windmill. It's a windmill with a grinder. To, yeah, okay. it's like have you ever played RuneScape? <laughs> well, I was just making sure it wasn't. Hand. I have because there's like there's hand in, water power. We live north in North Carolina. There are no, about a, a, fifty million of these mills. Yeah, it's a it's like a windmill. It's a okay. it's a windmill grinder. I and, mean, wouldn't uh, it be easier just to rebuild one rather than fix a dilapidated one? Well, there's enough up that like it's definitely still cheaper to repair. It probably costs you like four or five thousand gold to build up a brand new one just it only costs 300 to build a new one through well that's Downtime this is rules. why we're not using that system and okay this is a bit this is a we're not using that directly gotcha because it's not it's actually not compatible with uh where would be uh, other than i guess baron O'Kara's would be the closest uh town we could get a message to to hire somebody to come out and fix it 300 right? would be like the problem is you build a windmill in stockings, but you also got to add the sourcing and shipping all of the resources to Nowheresville, <laughs> which is what would drive that up a whole lot. Because maybe I don't know if you ever tried to ship large things. Shipping is much more expensive than the price of the actual thing itself. So yeah, if you had all the stone and everything available, you could throw up a windmill for 300 gold in labor, but you don't have an easy way to get the wood, the stone, anything. Uh, possibly well, not even in Marat County. Much well, less that's also part of what I was talking about earlier with getting the artisans to move in. That would help. Sonora continues. It's like a seven, eight hour slog through stagnant water out to the pump house these days trying to go on foot. Now, locals got a couple of barges they use for fish in the area, but until they warm up to you, I think it's going to be a little difficult to get them off them, even if you try to pay. Now, don't get me wrong, I put in what word I could. You took you ran Lucina out of town. 
Third time we've done that, but you put the penalty of death on her, so hopefully she won't be coming back. That's a start. But still not going to be inclined to side with you. I mean, you're going to find it, even with some coin, it's... You're going to find it difficult to take those off of them, even to rent them for a day to try and get out there. I know you got magic. I don't know if you've got anything that can help you get out to the pump house a little easier, but ain't a pleasant walk if you're trying to slog your way out there. I'll tell you that much. And it sounds like we need to go make friends with some people who own some barges. I'm telling you, you want my personal recommendation, Mel's the easiest fix. Okay. I would start with the mill. All it right. really ain't going to take a whole lot of supplies. It's mo that, that thousand gold's mostly getting what little we need here. Problem is, nobody here, me included, got the know-how to fix such a thing. We need to I go talk to Baron O'Kara. We need what he promised us. Them having to not cart their wheat bow all the way back out to Pensaris and back once a week is going to make them look mighty favorable on you. We do have a good way to get a message to Baron O'Kara. I was about to say we do, don't we? <laughs> you have a ring or something, right, that sends a message? No. Oh. Inori has, has a figurine. Yeah. Oh, Inori has the figurine. That said, though, that's all we probably really got to do today. Outside of being the tribunes of such a small little village, is ain't much going on that needs your attention, so... Really okay. pretty good about this. How you see fit. Anyway, you need me for anything else today? No, I don't. Unless does anyone else have any questions? I doubt I there mean, is. I mean, I'll be but... around. I'm gonna be in my pub. It's just I get back to getting things in order. It's always at least somewhat of a clean up after we got our little official, unofficial courts. Oh, going I did on want there. to ask you one thing. Since he was not at the uh, Jubilee, the the other Baron in the South Baroning, what kind of grimaces? I don't like that face. <laughs> it worries me. Talus. Hmm. What can you tell us about him? We were looking to fix the road and the bridge. If we do that, we were hoping maybe. Since it connects the two baronies, he might be inclined to help. Since it would benefit him as well. Oh, by the eyes of Shell, and you certainly don't want to head that way. That's just bandit country. Now, Jambus ain't much a city so much as it is just a, a hive at this point. Oh, scum and villainy? Something of the sort. Don't really know what happened. I don't get out of the town much more than the rest of these folk do, other than when the... Count Bartleby summons me up for nonsense like that jamboree, but eh, Jambus ain't been much of the town for a couple of years now. Something happened. I don't know much about magic and I don't know less about curses, but he doesn't mess with the wrong people, apparently. Not, not that way, but death and sadness. Aww. Interesting. I mean, you're more welcome to go look for yourself, but I wouldn't bring your purses. I'd definitely bring your swords. Duly noted. Anyway, mm. I gotta get back to the tavern. 
and it's definitely time for a drink. But hey, she puts out a hand. <laughs> Welcome to Stackies. Suppose huh. someone would end up shaking that whoever was being yeah. drank to talk to. <laughs> probably the Dara. Kayna would shake her head and pat her on the shoulder and be like, we'll fix it. I mean, it's That'll a slow work. start, but we'll fix it. I ain't said this to a novel in a while, but your heart's in the right place. I believe in you. Anyway, good luck. Let's turn around and heads back in the wolf's head. So we have to leave in two days. If you want to make it to Moost... Oh, mm -hmm. that depends. Are you taking a carriage to Moost? No, we're riding horses. Horses. We need to find some more horses. We need to buy horses. A horse can get you to Moost in like a day. If you are just okay. riding horses, you can get to most parts of Murat with today's journey. Okay, so we got horses plenty literally of time. move almost like three times faster than the carriage just riding a horse. Okay. How much do horses cost? Uh, not a ton. Problem is finding someone who can sell us horses. You ain't gonna find it on Stockies, but you can definitely find it in Lothidar and possibly Pensaris. Time to a go horse, visit Kara. A light horse is 75 gold. Oh, yeah. We're not gonna try to fix the uh, thing yet? You we can't fix it today. To fix it we don't have anything to fix it with. Yeah, alright. So we like have I said, to go we see O'Kara and possibly buy horses there anyway, and then... So we need to use your raven figurine to send O'Kara a message telling him we're coming and telling him we've met with the people of Stockies and we have our list of things that we want to improve. And he promised us, you know. Are we going to send the list too? So maybe you can have it ready by the yeah, time. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We need craftsmen and stuff to fix the windmill. He okay. was planning on sending general mm -hmm. stuff to help if we know exactly what we what need. What we need. That would and help. While we're there, we can get so is Baylor. You, Baylor's the wizard. So He's got all the knowledge. Baylor sure. has the knowledge engineering, too. Yeah, the, the big problem with that is that we don't have the time to do it ourselves at the moment. Ooh, Otherwise, we could just get the stuff and fix it. Yeah, I mean, I definitely want to look at it, but I feel like we should spend at least today going to Baron O'Kara's village. Because well, it's already a little get. past noon right now. Uh, but that said, Pensaris is pretty close by. It's only about 15 miles down the road from you. If you're taking a carriage, though, it's a full day's travel. We could, we could... two people with two horses. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. we need to bring back two more horses. Or we need to bring back three horses. We have the money for that, Ellen. Um, and we also, is there anything in particular we need to get while we're there aside from just sending the message to Baron O'Kara, which we're going to do through the, the figurine. The materials he has ready for us. Yeah, but he's going to send those to us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We need to try to put up something about uh, about uh, paying some craftsmen. I'm you sure know, they have a guild hauler. A guild hall or something. We can hire a couple of craftsmen to come and do some improvements. That's actually a question. Do they have a guild hall? Uh, and Pensaris is uh, big enough that they would at least have a couple, if not a guild hall, which they probably don't have, they would have at least a couple of various shops or carpentry that you okay. can get to. Because it's, while not as big as Lothidar, it's the second biggest town in Murat. 
and Lothiar and Pensaris are the two places that you would go to be able to hire workers just in the town square in the marketplace fairly easily. You could just literally, like, it's it's fairly small. It's the kind of place you'd literally walk in a town hall with a bag of money and you're like, I got a hundred gold. Who wants to come build a windmill? And <laughs> you get some people. And would I know if there is a... I, I guess a flower shop. I don't know the official name for one of those. Florist. A florist. <laughs> Would there be a florist? In, in uh, That's the place where... Moose is the one uh, out by Crab. Yeah. Right next to Crab. Yeah, yeah. that's where you you want to buy the flowers fresh. Yes. Uh, there'll be one in Lothidar. Like, that's okay, I mean, that's good enough. Thing that really only Lothidar is probably big enough. What? Only Lothidar is big enough to have most of like, the specific things you're going to want to be after. White I roses. Would... I would say, I would say too, you bring the roses to appease Dame Crab, but since uh, she's, uh, Subsinia is an actual artist, she'd probably appreciate it more if you actually drew and or painted her some. I was considering uh. getting her an actual masterwork um, painter set. Okay. Nell's got there his head go. in the game here. See, he's I was thinking. about to say, he's, he's, he knows where he's He's here to play. Yeah, yeah he's got to If you want to impress the lady... You don't bring her flowers. You bring her perfectly balanced dual-edged blade that she can handle herself <laughs> with. He's trying to impress a lady, not you. Hey! I take exception to that, old man. No, see, my plan is to bring the flowers. Uh, of course, saying this in character to the party. Right. Uh, my, my plan is to get some flowers to... More so for Dame Crab. Um, I wanted to pick up an artisan's kit of some form or fashion just to make sure that I make instead of painting something myself and make a mistake I just give her the tools wow, it's to do what she wants okay that makes sense so like I said at the beginning of book two this is going to be uh, more than any campaign we've ever done other than maybe the sailing around parts of Strange Aeons or not Strange Aeons, Golden Shackles uh much bigger time scale. Like, you're not going to be doing things every day, or possibly even every week. Uh, there's going to be a pretty good amount of hand-waving. What do you guys want to do? Like this right here. You want to send two people on horses out to Pensaris to pick up some stuff, come back to town, and try and get some carpenters working on the mill. Do you have mm -hmm. a thousand gold to invest in repairing the mill? Yes. Yes. All right. So How much do we have do that, in the bank? Over two. Yeah. yeah. If you if you want to spend a thousand gold on hiring carpenters and supplies and Pensaris to come down and help you with the mill, and you want to buy the master paint set or painter's set and uh, whatever else you want to get, you can just take that amount of gold off of your party leader sheet or off your character sheets. That's going to take you like the next uh, day for you to travel out and back. It'll take the carpenters mm -hmm. another day to get there. Maybe take them two, three days to repair the windmill. So that's about five days. And we need fancy key. Yeah, now you're going to leave to go up to crabs key. while the windmill is being repaired. Yeah. Because you can't uh, really so I'm going to pull up my days. calculator real quick. And Actually, do all it only this. takes about a day to get there with, uh, with all the horses. So is that what we want to do for right now? So you basically tell me what you want to start doing, and I'll start telling you like how time goes and what happens, because we're going to be running this a lot in days and weeks because the time scale is so broad. Well, how much is it going to cost to get the, the craftsman? For a while. 
But the thousand gold for the mill is the craftsman and the supplies and everything. Everything you need okay. to repair the mill is the thousand gold. That's the price. That's all, right, so all, all encompassed in that thousand gold. All right, so that's twelve twenty-five for three horses, three light horses, and the thousand. Uh, is there anything else we need party-wise? Because I'm going to spend some of my own gold for the gifts. I'm going to spend my own gold for the fancy tea and like some cookies or confectionaries or something like that to take to Dame Crab as presents. If I Maybe go to fancy fabric, would there be like scrolls and stuff available to buy? Pensaris. Pensaris will have second level spellcasting available, so I wouldn't say you, I would literally like roll on the loot generation table because it's not just going to have scrolls like around. Alright. It'd have to have magical parchment if there's casters. They will if have like, yeah, supplies. About. You want supplies or you want literally scrolls? I, I want supplies also, but I was looking at, okay, like there are scrolls I want so I could write stuff down in my book, but if there's it's what exactly is that called, per se? Because I need some of that, too. You would be able to find level zero scrolls in Pensaris. Okay. So, um, if somebody would scroll take... Scroll of <laughs> sleep. If somebody would take 1225 gold off of the party loot, please. Can you not? And I will mark loot? my gold off of mine. Who's got the party loot? Because this, for once, it's not me. The scroll of sleep, a scroll of magic missile, and zero level scrolls. Or what you can find in Pensaris. Nothing that, that I'm after. So is that... So, that's who's going to Pensaris? You and uh, Nelden? Kahina. Those two of you. Feller is going to look at scrolls because you wouldn't have known that. Well, yeah, you have gone we can get two on that each that horse and then bring oh, yeah, back guess, three yeah, more horses. I guess you can double up on horses. Who else is going yeah. to Pensaris before I just start I'm going. what goes on in a couple days? Nell, Baylor, Kahina, Inori, or Dara, are you guys going to Pensaris or are you staying around uh, the Bendy of Satan stockies? Probably going to stay around, yeah. Okay, so the rest of that afternoon... <laughs> you going to throw me a platinum for the writing supplies you owe me? Yeah, here, take it. <laughs> <laughs> you guys can start cleaning the outside of the house. Pulling down the ivy and whatnot. So, Baylor, Nell, and Kahina, take your two carriage horses, unhook up from the carriage, leave the carriage just uh, alongside the estate, and head off to Pensaris. And they'll get there that evening and start doing their shopping. The rest of the day in Stockies is fairly uneventful, but if you spend any time in town, Dara and Inori, no one really acknowledges that. No one really talks to them. They, uh, no one is, like, outwardly an ass. But they're kind of, like, at the try not to make eye contact level and just sit around. If you go to the pub, it gets quiet pretty quickly and everyone's drinking in near silence, which is some low-muttered conversations while you're in there with them. It's a bit... Awkward to hang around with the peasants. They don't seem to be your biggest fans quite yet. They don't really know what to make of you or how to act around you. Uh, Anora, of course, being the exception, tries to lead by example, going out of her way to, to be friendly with you and whatnot. But you're seeing these people have got relatively hard lives. Uh, their farms and houses, like I described 
when he first got here are just in terrible condition and most of them are planting crops uh, more or less just wheat and corn almost exclusively around like untamable briars and stumps that are growing through or left throughout their farmlands that they they just don't have the time or the tools tools to deal with uh, they've put up their farmlands around just rocks and boulders in the area they don't have the the know-how to move none of them even have the kind of money to raise livestock or anything it's exclusively just just really seriously waiting card that's that's really all they all they got going on here you head back up to the Betany estate that evening and when you head in the back door to your back patio is open like wide open one of the pairs of doors and your couch Anori's couch that she's passed out on is outside on the back flipped upside down in the dirt. Oh. No one, nothing else appears to be damaged or harmed. Nothing appears to have been Do we have a way to cast wards or anything? Can we lock... And the estate seems to be otherwise okay, other than the couch Nori was so happy with tossed out in the mud behind the estate. Looking over the building, it's gonna be a lot of work to get this uh, to get these this overgrowth under control it's gonna take more than just effort it's gonna take some resources because just how much it's been overrun by vines and hedges it's actually caused a little bit of damage to the outside of the building and i mean the inside's perfectly fine everything's all right but it's gonna take you around another thousand gold and quite a lot of time to fix up this mansion uh, if, you wanna get all the, that important for <laughs> if you want to get the estate right. back in good repair. But, otherwise, you sleep your night perfectly fine. Uh, you don't have any further issues. Nothing happens that night. No one breaks in and throws a vase around. And, once and no one drags her couch back in and we didn't find cleans it up. Uh, like, any lead as to who this was, where they came from, nothing. Uh, I mean, maybe a perception check to look around. Uh, yeah, look yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. You two roll me, Dara and, and, uh, and Ori, just roll me a perception check so you look around the mansion and see what you can find. 28, that's pretty spicy. 28 You're on the 24. Case. Those are both pretty spicy. All right. So, as you. Couch. <laughs> very, she's very upset about that. She does not appreciate she that her couch that is messed with. Yeah, Dara is less spooked now that it's daytime, so he has more perception. <laughs> so you look around your mansion, looking for just, and I'll just take the two of you, some sign of anything, really. Uh, footprints, any kind of clue left behind is what could possibly be happening here. And you do find something. But not anything like what you were expecting. Okay. As the two of you head looking through the house, uh, just making sure nothing was stolen, you head into the basement. And down in the basement, in here, you find there's a hidden door built into the wall of your basement. And inside is a small, strange 
little cavern. It appears to be empty, and you have no real immediate idea what its purpose is for, but the walls appear to be roughly hewn and just either natural or dug out without tools. Do either of you have knowledge nature? I don't think you either of you do. No, I do not. I do have detect magic, though, just in case. Because this is right. a spooky room. Oh, well, you can certainly cast detect magic. Yes. Yeah, All I mean, that, that's definitely room. a thing you can do. So you cast out detect magic, and you get this cone, and you squint it around the room here. And you don't sense anything immediately. Hmm. But then... As you look around uh, through the ground of the room, you dismiss the, sm the spell as you get a signature almost under this little central, like, pillar. This really thin beam of, uh, of stone that had just never been cleared out. There is a, uh, this would be a moderate aura of abjuration just below the ground. I would point that out to Dara. Dara would lean over and be like, what is uh, abjuration? What's <laughs> abjuration? I love, I love that you don't know anything about Pathfinder because you get to actually uh, roleplay. Squid, help Dory explain what that is to Dara. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah. Uh, so abjuration, think of it like... Oh man, I haven't played Skyrim way too long. What's the school of magic in Skyrim? It's like mage armor and stuff. Uh, it was. Oh man. Is it enchantment? Yeah, I think so. Alteration, it's, it's, I think. Alteration. Mm -hmm. That's alteration. It. It's, it's basically alteration. Abjuration is like the magic of magic. <laughs> it's uh, both defensive spells, like I'm pretty sure, and this also, mage armor is an abjuration spell, and it's things like the spell magic. Sure. Is it really? Why? That's like the class of what abjuration Be is. Because force is. <laughs> My shield. Oh, because it's a force. It's an actual force emanation. That's why. But like the spell magic, definitely abjuration. It's like magic, magic. Uh, it's like barriers that are not directly force magic, like mage armor, uh, negating other magical abilities. Uh, things like alarm, I think, is also abjuration, and it is the school that is just basic enchantment like a, a plus one weapon would be abjuration or you know a ward on a house or a ward is abjuration yeah like a ward that would explode if touched it could be a huge variety of things although that would probably also be abjuration and evocation that you would sense if it was an exploding ward if it's just a regular ward like an alarm ward i mean did i detect it at the base of this pillar or is it beneath a little a couple inches beneath like there's something buried there Oh, okay, like there's something buried. Huh. You want to... I mean, you want to dig around this, Dara? What are you thinking, man? Uh, this is your expertise. Oh, I... yeah, just throw it all in my lap. That's fine. Well, as the expert in magics... I wouldn't want to step on the... I wouldn't want to step on the toes of... <laughs> Of, the, of the, the face that runs the place, though. I mean, really, this has got to be your call, though. <laughs> we could wait for the actual expert in magic. 
So as you are uh, in here discussing this, trying to figure out what you want to do, oh. a cat, like a little house cat, walks up uh, into the basement behind you. It's hackles raised and it's Harry standing on end. It looks in the room and just hisses. Angry cat hissing. Can you what, her? Ready for action. <laughs> Ready for tell action. Me. <laughs> across the house. Never tell your wife you killed the cat. You have to bury that thing. So not only after d- does Dara assassinate Anori with the magic joke, now he's trying to kill the cat. I'm just readying. So he has, he has his crossbow up. I'm, I'm just ready. Pointing at the cat as it just hisses. And the cat opens its mouth again and roars. Like that a is tiger. not a cat. <laughs> okay. Before Fire. it runs back off out of sight. It's so spooked. Definitely would draw the sword after that. I was ready for action. I could have shot. Do you, well, if you could roll. Do you want to shoot at the cat? Cat that just roared like a lion? Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, yeah, roll the initiative because you got to beat the cat in initiative because the cat's going to try to run away. So, okay. Oh, this is your moment, Dara. This is your moment. Do that. Okay, let's see here. Believe. Does it have plus 47 to initiative? Probably. Well, you got a seven, uh, 13. You got a 7. I gave you a 13. Calm and the cat oh, <laughs> got a so 19. True. So the cat beats you in initiative. So the cat's going to. Okay, it was a good try. It was a good try. Run away. We're definitely just gonna be like staring at each other, like what <laughs> just happened? So you raise your crossbow and try to shoot, but it darts out of sight before you can actually get your like. You have your crossbow out, like you're scared. It roars and darts, and you raise your crossbow to shoot it, but it's it's gone before you can uh, get the shot lined up. I'm gonna ask CR, and what was that? Did you see that? <laughs> <laughs> Looks like a cat. It sounds like a cat, just a bigger one. Oh man, I swear. Okay, thanks. Hey, if you don't wake up tomorrow, I'm sure one of the presents will come in here and find me. Vicecom seems like a nice girl. You were literally the worst. <laughs> you know that, right? What, are you afraid of a cat now, girl? <laughs> and I'm sure Dara's just sitting there as Nori's like shaking her head, staring at her sword. No words coming out, just acting weird. Ready for action. You're ready for action. <laughs> well, um, Dara, after you. <laughs> okay, I'll head back out towards the open space. I guess follow the cat. So you guys uh, step back out into the cellar and trying to find the cat. Um, the cat is nowhere to be seen <laughs> as you step back out of the cellar. I mean, the stairs back up stairs are like right next to you, so it could have darted up the stairs, but you don't see it anywhere. Oh, that's good. I doubt the catch threw my couch out the window. Did Although, you hear it roar? Are you kidding me? Maybe it's like, I don't know. Oh, man, that's really concerning now. <laughs> I don't want to stay in this house anymore. We've already been here one night. <laughs> Dara, let's go find some other place to live. 
house is haunted by the manticore. You yeah. explore the basement and you see no sign of the cat. But as you head back upstairs, your living room is trashed. Iron Lash's head is in the fireplace. <gasps> the, the fireplace isn't lit, but it's in the fireplace. Oh. Your <laughs> rug is just halfway thrown out the door across the table. It's flipped over and there's chairs tipped over all around the room. A couple of them in a heap in the corner, uh, broken with some dents in the paint in the wall like they've been slammed against it, but you didn't uh-huh. hear anything from downstairs. Uh, I'm running into that room and perceiving because there's got of trying to so you roll a three look around 12, but i mean you look around the doors are closed the front and the back doors are closed your couch is back in where i imagine you dragged it in yeah and with a 15 from daron perception also you you don't see a sign of anything either uh the doors are still closed and locked how you left them We're gonna come home. It's time for an exercise. We're just gonna be dead because the ghosts are gonna get us. <laughs> cat is gonna like maul us. That is well, not a cat. That is a demon. Are you two going to sleep? What are you? <laughs> I mean, it's night. Um, Will you turn back put it that safe? way. I mean, that sounds so suspicious now. Okay, plan, door, yeah. sword, you, me. <laughs> Dora <laughs> I doubt I can get him to stay awake again tonight It was hard enough getting him to do it the first time I didn't really stay awake the first time either <laughs> Don't have the art Stop it Yeah I guess I guess we'll go, I'll go upstairs again He didn't even keep best. watch Can you believe that That's... He didn't even keep watch could anything could have happened <laughs> from never sleep cornell to never sleep anori yeah. <laughs> well, what do you guys doing? it's night you can stay up you're just gonna be fatigued in the morning we need to talk about this dar what are we doing here i'm sharing the couch is that what's happening right now the couch seems really dangerous i think we should uh <clears throat> right uh, i think we should go uh upstairs it's actually and- it's a fortitude save. You might not even be fatigued. It's a DC 15 fortitude. I need to raise a save. It's a DC 15 fortitude save if you don't sleep. And uh, if you fail, you're fatigued. If you pass, you're not fatigued, but you have a minus one to all checks and saving throws against sleep effects, including the fortitude save for the next night should you try to stay up again. Do I have anything that can... at all? Uh... <sighs> Literally, I am all combat. <sighs> Why did I tell you we we're making characters for more for the couch, Genview? No, that's not. No, I mean, that's my spells right now. <laughs> no, I know. Do you have any empty slots? He doesn't know any spells that aren't combat. That's, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> that's well, true. you sleep in or you stand up terrified, huddled together in the living room with I weapons in your hands. I think me and Dara should find a room upstairs. That has two beds, and we should barricade ourselves in this room like a couple of children, and hope that uh, the evil demon cat does not come and slay us in the middle of the night. I agree. So you shack up in a bedroom, barricade the door, (laughs) and sleep with your weapons in a pile right next to you, and Ciaran still kind of chuckling in the back of your mind. Uh, 
and you wake up the next morning. That's always a good fine. sign. That is. Maybe. <laughs> you wake up the next morning perfectly fine. And that afternoon, the rest of the party returns from their trip to Pensaris with some supplies and carpenters <laughs> on order, but they're not going to be here in, for another day or two. We have horses. You do have horses with you. Yes, <laughs> they do come back with enough horses for all of you. So you know that you've got three more horses. So with the two that came with your carriage, you now have five light horses. I mean, realistically, the carriage horses are probably heavy horses, but I'll give it to you. Are they going to notice that the entire living room is destroyed? <laughs> uh, actually, heavy horses ride at the same speed anyway. So you have two heavy horses and three light horses now. Uh, well, you had most of the afternoon. Would you have put the living room back together or just leave it in its destroyed state? Well, I don't, I, I don't want to destroy evidence or anything. Okay, so you We're leave the living room destroyed. So you guys would come Rescue home. Rescue the manticore head at all least. Happy, oh, yeah, the manticore all happy with some up. new uh, three new light horses. So you have five horses total. And uh, your masterwork, painter's kit, whatever else you were getting, and you come back into the living room just trash, and there's like a mud stain on the floor in the back where the couch is still covered in dirt and whatnot. And Inori, what kind of party did you throw? Inori, while we were Inori gone? still sitting there holding their weapons, like looking around. I would expect this kind of crap from Nell. <laughs> Listen, I asked the sword to keep a watch out while I tried to sleep, and he didn't do it. He didn't want to do it. It's been a long couple of days. There's, this place is haunted. There's something in the basement. I saw a demon cat down there, and Ciaran's making me mad. It's been a really rough couple of hours right now. Do any of us know that you have an intelligent sword? Not really. I don't think. I don't. So I don't know you, if anyone you just, Yeah, but you just told us that you told your sword to keep watch. Yes. That's... And we don't know anything about your sword. What did you drink? With <laughs> like, how many? How much? To the tavern and or eat. Made? Drank the lake water. That's it, isn't it? Did you hear the part about the cat that sounded like a demon? Yes. I you also drank the lake heard the water, part where you? you said you talked to your sword. What's so... the big deal? I'm all the time. Yeah, that's my thing. Come on. Okay, Dara. <laughs> I need Baylor to follow me down to the basement immediately. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <was> okay. <laughs> Let me see that sword. Huh? <laughs> just, just let me see the sword. My sword? Why? Because you're talking to it. You? I mean, I don't physically talk. I mean, I could talk and he could hear me, but it's all in my head. It's just, you know, we go have a back and forth kind of thing. He's well, not whether it's all in your head girl. or not, I want to see how legitimate this is. Can he tell? I mean, I sure, mean, go ahead. You can detect the magical properties of a... Of I'll a... hand it to Baylor. See if he can prove the fact that I'm not crazy to everybody. Well, he can cast detect magic and roll me a spellcraft check. We'll see where we end up. <laughs> First off, it does detect as magical now, yes? Yes, it does detect as magical now yeah. because it's now plus one permanently. I definitely cast detect magic in your direction early mm -hmm. in the campaign before it, it did. Yep. Yeah. And it did not because it wasn't awoken yet because it doesn't tell three or four and it wasn't magical and now it's detecting as magical. So, no matter what I get on this roll, I know something's up with it. Yeah, something has happened because this was previously a non-magical sword with a 23 in spellcraft. You can tell this sword now bears a, well, it appears to be a standard first level enchantment. But beyond that, you can't discern any further magical properties of it, really. Other than some latent 
various location <coughs> auras from the energy that Inori is regularly channeled through it that just seems like they've left a permanent, more or less magical stain on the blade. Hmm. Interesting nonetheless. What did you want, Dara? Oh. <laughs> Something about the basement. Basement. Okay. Hey, With that, you hear another knock Ow. on your front door. Ow, what? Kahina, get the door. Baylor, basement. <laughs> I'm going to the basement. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, Kahina goes to the door. <laughs> not to be distracted. Oh. Darling's oh, Baylor's door basement well. immediately. <laughs> Yeah, now I mean, I'm gonna wait and see who's at the door before I follow. <laughs> the mailer does not follow Dara. Kane has the front door and opens I know what the basement is. I'll, opens I'll it, to see it if I need to. A, uh, a like, very lithe gray horse uh, with a page standing near the bottom of the porch uh, holding the reins. And as you open the door, he lays the reins down gently and steps up the stairs. He's got like a bright red little beret on and a very flamboyant striped vest and he approaches and holds out an envelope he says the lady dame parthena crab wishes to formally invite you to tea at her estate way four days from this afternoon <laughs> four days from this afternoon this coming sunday uh, she has explained that she extended this invite in person but wished to formally follow it up to ensure proper etiquette. And he hands you the envelope. Thank you. Do you have an, a few minutes so I can write, uh, pen a reply? No written response is necessary. I can bear a word to the lady. Will you be in attendance? Of course. And I tell her I am very excited to share some of the uh, confectionaries and tea that I picked up just especially for this meeting. And he smiles and bows. Very well. She looks forward to your appearance. Good day to you, madam. Good day. He turns uh, back to his horse and gets on to ride off to go back and do whatever messengers do. Is he gone? To the basement! To, to the, the basement! basement. <laughs> Let's go take care of the haunted... Like, she opened the door and she only opened it and, like, closed it behind her so he couldn't see what a mess it was. It was like... <laughs> Crab is very determined for you to come to her house. <laughs> yeah, yeah, coming. Really. Baylor stuck around until he heard the word crab, and then he started walking. <laughs> He's like, nah. <laughs> so, like, is this important? No, no, no it's not. Dara are already waiting at the bottom all right. of the stairs. So like, where is he at? So, Dara, and the Nori, I'm more than happy, uh, more than excited to show you the hidden door that they've found here. Uh, the stone facade that gives way into this strange round carved chamber underneath and Baylor, you heard the story now of the demon cat and the noises and now seeing this strange natural cavern why don't you make me a knowledge nature that I shall do twenty-two this, I mean, at this point, I would like to imagine that you believe in Ori. <laughs> and this does now find this cave seem to make more sense. This smacks of fey work to you. Doesn't seem like a ghost. A ghost doesn't need a cave with a hidden door to come hang out on. And uh, a cat, ghost sounds, magical manipulation, all this furniture being thrown around. I mean, that sounds like 
That sounds like Faye shenanigans. For better or worse, is that in many situations is not better than a ghost. You believe you have some sort of Faye that have taken up residence in the Bendy Estate, though you're not sure what kind specifically. Hmm. But you have some information to go on. Knowing Faye and the what happened with it, the story about the cat, it seems more likely that it's a Faye that disguises itself as a cat more than a Faye that can, like, summon or communicate with cats, although that's also possible. What do we know about Faye's, exactly? Well, that's what the 22 was. Faye, as he can explain to you, are, well, it's... The fairy fairies, folk. Basically. They're a nuisance. Yeah, the fa fairy folk. Uh, Galarian fairies are not, like, Tinkerbell. Galarian fairies are assholes, generally. Mm -hmm. uh, it, they're a nuisance. Yeah, by definition, a fae is a creature with supernatural abilities and a very strong connection to either nature or some other force or plane. They're usually humanoid. They're usually pretty small. Uh, they're always magical. Uh, think of them as, like, the step above magical creature because like manticore is magical creature it's intelligent enough to understand language and it's a, it's a magic beast fae is like another step above that they're like magical beings like the closest you can get to being like a pure creature like dryads or are fae for instance uh -huh. but if one's here that's not necessarily a great sign they're not sometimes they're very hostile but the fact that it hasn't actively tried to hurt you yet either means it doesn't want to or can't. And with Faye, generally, they're not super aggressive. Uh, there are some kind of Faye that are really territorial and will fight you, but generally they're not. And that's what leads him to think Faye shenanigans here. They can be appeased as well. They can like very much things. be appeased. This could be a good thing, depending on what kind of Faye it is. Because it's not impossible that you could befriend these creatures. Veller also notes, thinking back to what Honora said by the trial, that the house says she didn't know if Betney or if Alice Betney had like a magical friend or new magic or had some sort of basic enchantments or something on the house. He doesn't think that's it. He thinks the Fae have been keeping this place clean. For whatever reason, the Fae have claimed this estate and that also makes perfect sense that the inside is nearly pristine and the outside is garbage. Uh, if the Fae have claimed this mansion is their own for whatever reason, they can't, they're, they're all very territorial to an extent. It's just, they won't usually like kill people to defend their territory. Some will, <sighs> most will. But you got a Fae problem on your hands. I'm going to walk back upstairs. <laughs> Good timing. And I'm going to tell a fae-based joke. So, a joke about a, a fae of some former kind. And I'm going to see if I can make it laugh again. Because I bet that's what happened the other night. Don't insult the That, my dude, <laughs> is a hard 20, to be fair. He did it. I hope a fake can take a joke. That's a really good joke. joke. I want to hear a hard 20 joke right yeah, now. Yeah, I, I a hard 20 fake joke. <laughs> Come on, tell us that fake joke. The only joke that I know that's worthy of a hard 20 is like a 
ten minute story. Okay, oh. yeah, I mean, we're not going no, far. No, I don't have any good one-liners for <laughs> that's, Faye. That's Sorry. the thing we choose the hard 20 today, is telling a Faye joke. Yes. <laughs> I don't have good jokes for Faye. Sorry. If there is any kind... Oh, that's what skill rolls are for. That's good. He's funnier than you. Mel's funnier than you. That's yeah. fine. But, not uh, usually. I mean, not usually. <laughs> but... <laughs> oh! Oh, it's accurate. Oh, my heart. <laughs> I felt that pain. <laughs> It's just like a lot of bird in the party today. Everybody's getting shots of this. Oh, that was a shot. All right. Anyway, oof. I mean, so, my whole point for wanting to tell this joke is it's a it's a playful, slightly chaotic, messing with us thing. Maybe I can make it like me a little bit. Faye are almost exclusively chaotic, so that's not a horrible idea, really. But you tell this joke, and I mean, if it's appreciated. Nothing happens. There is no clear or immediate response to your humor. It happens. I assume Inori would also point out the magical signature she came across. Yeah, that would be one of the first things. Like, I, you know, I did detect magic on this in the base right underneath that was picking up ab abjuration, obviously. And what do you think, man? Dig it I... up. <laughs> I detect edit as well, and I assume find the same thing. Uh, yeah, we all still in the basement here, still in the secret basement hall. Yeah, you were detecting, you would be able to also sense the same thing, for sure. Are you thinking Ward, maybe? Well, if it's abjuration, it's probably not dangerous to any of us if we don't mess with it hmm. and could likely be dangerous to us if we do mess with it <laughs> then we should his abjuration the definition basically i reckon that about this point i'd be coming back downstairs like okay. leaving it alone is probably good messing with it is probably bad we could we could do things to appease the fairy. Obviously, they don't want to harm us. It threw my couch in the backyard. <laughs> it didn't throw you with the couch, though. But for, for several fairy. years, that's been his couch. Right. What and I'm saying he is, showed is up and just started sleeping on it. Fairies tend to fairies are very chaotic creatures, but they tend to like stuff like order. And, like, they have kept this place clean. Like, throwing the couch and stuff was direct affront at you because you slept on it. And to them, we don't have claim here. We need to, if we're not, if we don't want to harm them and don't want them to try and harm us, then we they need to find a way to live in you, harmony. They're not paying rent. Neither are you. Well... I'm supposed to be here. They were here first. They were here first. That They're doesn't right. work all the time, Baylor. It that, does. I'm just saying. Fairy, I'm just saying to the fairy there. folk, that's that's how they do things. It's not like us. Well, since Nell missed it, he's going to ask why we're down here in a hole. Hey, poke around the bottom of that. Uh, yeah, that there. pillar over there. Yeah. Don't <laughs> listen to it. Don't do that. I'll walk over and Very just kind of look around and just shrug. 
he doesn't understand magic. It's so cute. <laughs> just like, I mean, you told me to poke you? around. You didn't say that, that there was anything here. So he walks over and just kind of looks around. There's nothing there. I know. Just... To to possibly save our furniture and what and our sanity. And the manticore. We could offer them and manticore. We can offer them an offering of some things and see if they take it. See if maybe we can live in harmony. Should we name the Manticore head? It's Iron Lash. It's Iron Lash. Is Squid muted? No? Question mark? Oh, I I heard absolutely nothing of what you just said. (coughs) It didn't come through at all. That's weird, but anyway... Uh, I'm pretty sure it's already got a name. It's it's Iron Lash. It's, it had Iron. a name. Yes. Iron Lash. A well-known and, name. And it yes. That's why it would be Iron Lash. But I want to give it a pet name. No. What, what do you want to call it? Pinky? Lashy. Lashy. We can call it Lashy. That's Lashly. Fine. What do you guys want to do <laughs> <laughs> about the fact? <laughs> I'm talking in character. Kahina is going to go and uh, up to her room and start going through her bits and bobs and things. And she's going to pull out anything like like earrings, like little bobs and stuff that she can do without anything that has bells, any of that kind of stuff and gather it all together with a bit of some confectionaries and stuff out of all the stuff she bought while she was over there. And she's going to leave a letter in Elvish for the fairies, uh, for the fae folk, offering to, uh, offering a truce as it was. Okay. Elvin, not exactly. Maybe not Elvin. Maybe, I mean, I have Celestial. No. No. Sylvan. Sylvan. Do you have Sylvan? Why would I not? Okay, well then Why you get the letter then. I don't <laughs> have Sylvan. I don't You're so smart, you <laughs> I am a wood school well, yeah, wizard. But I don't like that we're making deals with these terrorists. I'm not a fan of this. They're not terrorists. Are you kidding me? My couch got thrown <laughs> into the backyard. Mm-hmm. And for 10 years before that, it was their couch, and they took very good care of it. And then you laid down on it with your messy, messy boots. I Listen, see why they threw I'm it not, in the I'm backyard. Not, that right now. not now, Ciar! <laughs> I'm not talking about, okay? You know what? No, Lenoy's just gonna walk away. She can't handle this no more. Just she needs to walk. I'm just Lenoir gonna Lenoir. look at Baylor and ask where the magic thing is, because I'm not seeing anything. I don't know why we're in the room. I, nobody has answered me. Now it's in the middle of this conversation. Like I don't know what's happening. I'm so confused. It's, it's just it's right here in front of me. Understand magic and fairies. Don't worry about where it is. It's beneath the floor. <laughs> Okay. All right. So she's going to set up her little altar if if Baylor will write a, a note there in Sylvan asking them to treat with us so that we can discuss a truce and ask them what they want and explain who we are. You're going to leave it in their little room here? Leave it in their little room with all the little offerings. Okay. Not a terrible idea. Yeah, we realized you've been here for a long time. This is our new home. We've, you know, we're not trying to run you out. We're more than happy to live in peace, you know. 
tell us, tell us, you know, speak with us at least. Is there any way we can work this out? Yep. So you just leave that all on a little pile with some earrings and stuff. Uh, Hold down on. In let's there. let's see how well how well I write it. Eleven. In that weird little fey cave, and uh, you close the door and head back upstairs. Mm -hmm. uh, is there anything else you want to do with the rest of that day? It's halfway through the day, isn't it? Yeah, it's halfway through the day. Crab expects you in four days. It'll take you like one day to ride there, so you can chill here for like two more days and then head mm -hmm. out. Okay. Because it is currently wheel day. We got Oath Day, Fire Day, Star Day, and then Sunday. So if you leave, like Star Day, you'll get there fine. Okay. Baylor would bring back my writing materials and he just not buy them and pocket my money. <laughs> I mean, I, I brought them for you, but like I was saying, a platinum will get you one level one spell written down. <laughs> That's well, it. Okay, well, I have that then, I guess. <laughs> so you hang out in the estate for the rest of the day, I mean, knowing now what it is you're dealing with that at least makes it slightly easier to deal with. And go to sleep that night knowing you have... Room. Well, hold on. Um, before we go to sleep, it's slash W slash G, or slash W space GM, right? Yes. Do you want to okay. send me secret messages? What kind of secret messages are you sending me? Ooh! Oh, passing notes. Slash W. Yeah, that, that's the thing that you're looking for. I mean, that's fine, right? Are you talking to the boatman within the boatman within the next couple days, or is that like a long-term thing? The what? I, I think they. I they're about going out and fixing the pump, about getting a barge. I think you can the, go out there, whatever. If you want a barge, I mean, you can just at any point try to ask peasants to have like the town. Yeah, can barge we go like? I don't know. I think Piscom was saying that until we show proof that we're trying to help, no one's going to help us. So that was the whole point of building the, fixing the uh, uh, mill but, first. But you can't like influence them over time or anything. You have to do. Influencing them over time is influence. I mean, you can go try and talk to them. You can certainly do that. Mm -hmm. If you went and tried to. I mean, we ask. could try and charm them and ask them what they know about the area, telling them, you know, we eventually want to go and try to fix this. What can you tell us about? Yeah, if you go to try to ask them to uh, to borrow the barge or to even, like, pay them to rent the barge, you're pretty much just going to get brushed off. Like, they need it. They got to go fishing. Mm -hmm. It's a nice dinner. It can't spare it. Sorry. But if you go ask them for their knowledge about the area and the marsh around it, Maybe you'll get something out of them. So, you all go to sleep. Minus one. Nell. Down here in the basement. Oh, no. Heads down once everyone's asleep to... That's so... I forgot. ...dig around by this pillar. <laughs> you mother... Try to figure out what's going on down here. And as soon as you kneel down and start uh, sifting through the, the, loose, the packed dirt in the bottom of this strange little cavern, you see a cat 
even hear a cat and turn around and see it come into view behind you hissing what do you do I'm gonna hiss back at it the cat hits it you just go and just hiss back at it you get 23 on Intimidate. Two more cats creep into your vision. And just the three of them kind of prowl around. And just like they had done for Dara and Inori before. <laughs> roar. Growl. But I was expecting them to roar. Because I was told that they did that. You're ready so, for you. Still I'm going, Yeah, I'm going to stand up, draw my sword, and just kind of look at him. You have your sword in your hand. You have your shield with you, your armor yeah. on or anything. So you get dressed Yeah, up I would have still kept my stuff because I wouldn't have gotten ready for bed. You knew this was uh, you knew this was going. So you uh you draw your sword and your shield and just kinda Specifically I well, no, they didn't tell me. So I would have my hand axe, not my sword. Oh, your hand axe, okay. Because the sword, I, I don't know that the Fey are weak to cold iron, but I would have my hand axe. They all kind of move forward, and the one in front of you, the one nearest, opens its mouth again. But this time... It starts to, its eyes kind of light up and start to glow with a bit of energy as it hisses like a normal cat one more time, but much, much more angry. I will come closer and I suppose that's it. I'm not going to like strike out at it or anything, but I'll definitely be on guard. Oh, you realize you're ruining our chances at free guard, maid service. You're on, here. you're on guard, and you kind of ready up. And you hear a burst of magic as a force punches into you. And does this actually have a save? It... Actually, does not, I believe. Oh, it does. Make me a will save. These go categorically very well for me. They're usually pretty great at these. 11? That might be the highest you ever rolled on a will save. No, I rolled a hard 20 once. Oh, that's true. You did either. All of my others have been sub 10. You try really hard sometimes with your will saves. <laughs> Uh, so this force hits you and physically picks you up and throws you backwards and slams you into through the, the wall. Through the wall. Slams you <laughs> into the back wall. And you connect with it hard enough that you take six damage and drop down to the ground. Do you want to roll initiative? I mean, I suppose I have to. Right, Regardless of what I'm doing, I, I should yeah, roll initiative that, you, for this. You're right. You're right. You Can any of us roll perceptions for any noises? Uh, we will. In a, he is. 
you guys are upstairs, aren't you? I mean, yeah, they did roar. Servers aren't quite as loud as oh. Tiger Roar. I will give you perception. Kahina would be so mad. Oh, you I don't want Kahina to find that. Kahina might come down there and slap you herself. So this one comes a little further into the room as uh, as you slam into the wall. And it's just uh, relatively, it seems to be upset about something. It's just just not a happy little cat. But it hisses again and makes no further action beyond that. No. We left the letter in here, right? Yes. Yeah, uh, the letter and all the stuff that we were hoping they would find without, you know, you, threatening them first. If you look over to the side, you can see the little, like, shrine they built with a letter torn in half on the ground and what appears to be feces smeared over the jewelry. Hmm. They were clearly unhappy with this before you showed up, but they're very much unhappy now. Alright. Well, seeing that... Uh, I'm prone, right? No, I just slammed you into the wall. You're still up. Okay. I guess we're going into combat mode. I'm going to come over to here. And fighting defensively. Actually, no fighting defensively. Because I know my shield doesn't protect me from that. Fighting defensively gives you plus four, period. But it doesn't protect me from magic, no. Yeah, they hit me with something that I don't know what it was. I'm not going to bother trying to defend that. I'm going to say before I start fighting, I came down here to see what it was. Obviously, you're not kind with us or you're not happy with us, I will leave. You're I'm not gonna, going to attack this turn. You're just going to total defense? Yep. Okay. okay. I'm going to say, I will leave. I will leave this alone. This one, seeing your weapons out and seeing that you're still here, is going to just kind of prance into he... the room. He is. He just provoke if you want to swing at him. He's not. He doesn't seem like he's coming to attack you, but he's running up to you. I think I'm gonna stand still him. I'm not gonna hit him. Okay, so that's a combat maneuver. Which that has plus one because I'm using. A twelve might uh, actually stop them. They're cats. A twelve actually does stop them. So, uh, as this cat tries to jump in the room, you basically just boot it. You just raise your leg up and boot it back and don't let it get into the cave with you. And it kind of screeches and hisses back. And from there, cast another spell. Make me a will save. <laughs> With a seven... As you boot him and the cat recalls, its eyes glow as well. You feel yourself oh shrink. Oh, boy. And you shrink down to, let's see, about half your normal height. So you are now 
Oh, like man. a, a three-foot-tall <laughs> And I am man. still fighting defensively, of course. Still, uh, well, total defensive. He didn't even attack. So you are now a three-foot-tall little man. Well, if I'm total defensing, I can't take AOOs. Ah, oh, fair enough. Uh, with these cats approaching on you. And this one, do you have two AOOs? I have, like, five. He's going to try to jump in the rim, too. So you all try and stand still him. Uh, you now have minus two strength. And plus two dex. And plus two dex. I don't know if that changes your C. I think that makes your CMD one lower, I think, because dex goes into your CMD, but not your CMB. Yeah. So... It's lower than that because he's also a size small. Oh, you have... What's the penalty for being small? Minus one to minus CMB one, so it's, and CMB. It's minus two on your CMB right now. Isn't that penalty only applied when you're uh, doing it to creatures of a different size? No, no it's, it's just, just if you are small, you have a yeah, natural minus one. It's easier to, both to both grapple, them. but you okay. have plus one to your attack rolls. So minus one to CMB and what else? Well, it's minus two. Minus one from having less strength, yeah. minus one from being small now. So it's I minus put the two temporary total. bonuses into my stats, okay. but I need to know what the other things well, are. Well, it's just a minus one size bonus to your CMB. Uh, ch so. Change your size on the sheet to small. Oh, yeah, there you go. That'll lead. That'll oh, do it. Oh, yeah. That'll auto-calculate everything. These sheets are neat. Where do I do that? Beside your race. Beside my race. Up top. I... No, Star Wars, human size, small. There you go. Now roll me that CMB. Oh, I didn't adjust my stats at all, actually. I still have to do that. It should change your... It just roll the CMB. It should minus one it. If it doesn't, we'll just... No, it's one lower. It should be minus six, so just roll it. Some spicy dices in here. Still another twelve. Are you uh, trying to get killed down here? What's the plus one from? My weapon. Stand still involves your weapon. You get your weapon's bonus to combat maneuvers. So this one oh. also gets a stop back here. <laughs> like I'm not trying to to hurt them. I'm no, you are just kind of you're just booting the cats away. Except this time instead of booting, you have to like put your shield up and physically like throw this cat back almost as it's. About waist high to you now. And this one also casts a spell. Maybe it will save it, you do that. Oh no. <laughs> oh, okay, no. I think that my Little my man. will save dice are actually cursed. Because they always roll over the good numbers. Nell passes out. Oh man. Oh that's so not good. And yawns and just collapses onto the ground. And after that, he knows nothing of what happens because he's unconscious. It's a good cliffhanger. Mm -hmm. So. Oh, wow, it is. It's eight. <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap. Wow. Guess you don't find out what happens until next week. It is. Uh, I mean, if they place. attack someone who's asleep, you wake up, so. Yeah, no, you wake up if you if you get attacked, but uh, you pass out. It casts this spell. You get thrown into a wall, shrunk, <laughs> and the last one is you force it away, cast a spell, and you raise your shield up to try and stop the the, the next one coming at you, and you like literally can't keep your eyes open. The world kind of spins and goes dark, and you just slump onto the ground, unconscious.
I mean, unless they strip you naked, you're waking up fatigued. Yes, you be... went to sleep in your armor. It's gonna be yep. the bad times. I think that's sure. the definition of a clown fiesta fight right yeah. there. <laughs> that was more clown fiesta than when we actually had clowns. Yeah. I mean, I did the responsible thing. I didn't try to kill the Fey. That yeah, we're you did. did literally nothing responsible. Nothing. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, 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 you did. Ah. Can't even be. Oh, Kane is gonna be so mad. <laughs> you did so the most mad. irresponsible thing physically possible that you could have done with that situation. She's gonna make Nelson. Exactly why I Are wasn't you, telling you where the thing. Trying thing to make Anori feel you bad. You said it was under the floor. That was enough because nobody told him what it was. You, all he knows is that it's a magical thing. He assumed it was like something that he has, the various magical items that he's gathered, where it might be useful. So he wanted to go grab it real quick. Oh, man. Lack of information. I very clearly went out of my way to not tell you where it was, so you wouldn't do that. But you uh, told well, me where it was. Don't you remember this discussion we had about you being so cavalier all the time? He's yes, going to wake Mary. up next Monday to... Something. <laughs> but I, I guess you just strip gonna... him naked and hang him upside down. You're just gonna have to come shave hang his out head. with the two perception show next week and find out what that is. Now, I feel somewhat close to now right now. Not the just bullheaded, stupid decision making, but the being tired. Probably on a kind of sick suit of bed. So this.